Can't wait. So I always like go to sleep watching something, and usually it's a German stream. And uh, a lot of the time, it's like him shooting a gun in a game, and that's too loud a lot of the time. So Des will sometimes change it to something else. And she found one of the suggested ones was, you're in an empty place for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, <laughs> is the name of the video. That's like the ambient How video. How long is the video? <laughs> it's live, so it's constant. Oh, it's it's okay. never ending. And it's just like scenery of like nothing <laughs> like an empty place and it was really cracking me up so i went in the i uh, wonder if some absolute psychopath has pinpointed where that is it would be so funny just <laughs> to, to, to know it's like oh, i've been there to find that and then go like walk through the background or do some dumb bullshit yeah it's toluca lake in silent hill and <laughs> it's my special place, it's special place. Just, yeah. uh, and so i went in the live youtube videos have like chats yeah, going chat. yeah. so i went in there and people were talking and i said stop talking we're supposed to be alone <laughs> <laughs> someone just replied with a sad face <laughs> it's like the whole point is that there's nobody here and, yeah. and you guys are like chatting it up in the chat <laughs> it was really cracking me up in terms of like one million hour ambiance videos um i think that an empty place with nothing in it or like the wind blowing or whatever. It's like, I could just open my windows. Uh, I need, I, I'd rather have the sounds of something, the sounds of activity. Not on my For street, example, this... when, I, when we used to live in Groton, worst place to record, right? Mm -hmm. A million degrees, the oh. walls are thin. We like the train. Three chairs. We like the train. Three, like, chairs. Yeah. Like the train. The Three chairs for five people. Bed. The train happened. The oh, doors, your place. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of... Foghorn. Foghorn. Even. Mom and Foghorn. Dad's place. But see, I loved it because I could hear cars, train boat there was activity outside in a way that helped me fall asleep yeah emily hated it so much she's emily hated nowhere well yeah she's she's used to living in the woods she's the, there's no noise out there when you have a good window they got owl. industry outside they got owl yeah. owl keeping you up all night <laughs> asking those Unless same questions in your home it's not, it's not your <laughs> well all right, all right but like yeah i love here in the train where i am now yeah. it's, it's really soothing but there's also people doing like stunt driving outside my house occasionally you <laughs> so love that's it. insane they can't do it during the day they do oh, <laughs> it's <Come on>. wild <laughs> it's absolutely wild how fast people drive down that road i think they're trying to catch air off the small hill up the street from my place mm -hmm. someone is going to oh, blast someone's yeah. parked car there so that'll be they're interesting when that happens gamer to racer. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that was a true story <laughs> Really, I, way I too really, topical. I saw Grand a really long joke. paragraph on uh, Cardboard Sandy about that. What if the whole movie, like half of it, is them just telling you how true this of a isn't story? Isn't a game, is. kid. I've this seen the really so happened much that to I someone. I don't know if they shot more footage than the two minutes. That are in the <laughs> this <laughs> happened to, to my buddy Frank. It is two minutes long. <laughs>
Hello and welcome to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week. And this week, we decided that we were too good for part one and decided to watch The Godfather uh, part two. Who, who cares? <laughs> They'll go over it in the second the one. The sequel's always better. <laughs> I heard the sequel actually starts with some stuff that happens before. It was so on TV. I had nothing to do for the next eight hours. So I watched, I watched some it. of Godfather 2 in a bar last night. The sound was off, but I got the gist I of it. I think I got the gist of it. <laughs> um... Oops. But uh, my wonderful co-host here has some names for us all. Yes, uh, I'm going to... I should have practiced this beforehand. Um, the old man that had too much wine, uh, Alex, is here hey, with us. Hello. <laughs> I'm just skimming through my notes to do these names. So I oh, started yeah. the ones that I think I could rework that's, into a name. That's me. I'm Alex. Hello. Um, Alexander. Oh, I should have done this one for you. Yeah. Maybe I'll we do them all for Alex. On it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when the boss says push a button on a guy, uh, Seb pushes a button on him. Uh, it's Seb. Hey, I'm Sebastiano. <laughs> Sebastiano. Sebastiano. <laughs> some veal Sebastiano. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. And uh, our host today has stock in IBM and IT&T. That's Nick. right. Which he does say IT&T, yeah. right? That's I feel like not that it was back then. It was, it was before a merger or something? Or they, they just renamed themselves? Or it, like the I stands was a for then. Uh, internet. Yeah, <laughs> internet, telephone, and telephone. To internet. Yeah. <laughs> Before the Cuban Revolution, they did have the internet. <laughs> and I'm the suggester for this uh, topic. Your Camp Siglieri uh, camp, wow. a wartime consigliere. Don Cam. Don Cam. Guerrero. There's a great part in the commentary where uh, Coppola is talking about, well, I had some people come up to me, you know, after the movie, and they're like, well, when they say the Don, they say the Don's first name. So yeah. he'd be Don Vito, not Don Corleone. And I'm like, look, I read the book, and the book is Don Corleone. <laughs> everybody keeps calling him Don Corleone, and now the movie's out they, the, where they say both things, and everybody on the street, they're calling him Don Corleone. So don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and, then, and then in the second one, they revealed that Corleone isn't even his last name. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, double, like... Well, he, he, when he's getting he's called Don Corleone. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good it's way great. to be connected to his uh, heritage. Or I mean, it's I, good I, way I to kind be connected of assumed to Robert it, De Niro. Um, considering yeah, the first go, movie he, he goes to Corleone, I was like, yeah. oh, they just took the, the last name uh, from the place yeah. there. But mm. it, that wasn't like they, for sure a fact at that point. They confirm it later confirm yeah. it in the second one. But I wanted to talk about the sequel, uh, which has been a plague on cinema. Yeah, I think we're all talking cinema. about the sequel. Yeah. We're not doing Godfather 1. Which is good, because I don't want to hear your Brando impression. Oh, I'm yeah. make you an offer you can't Oh, refuse. God, it would, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's but tough I, yeah, impression to do. I think we're going to talk about the concept of the sequel. For yeah, the yeah I actually did think that there might be some interesting stuff there, because this was not always set in stone as, like, the thing you do. Like, oh, you have a successful movie. You time didn't to always do. make movie two. Time to, yeah. yeah, you didn't always just make movie two. Sometimes you were like, well, the team is what's good. Let's keep the director and the actor on, and we'll just have them do whatever the next thing we can get is. Yeah, people were like, can't you just do that again? Mm-hmm. No, it's like, that movie we like? So can you do it one more time? Maybe there are twice, d- twice more? There are slight debates over what the first Hollywood sequel is. But A second possible... trip to the moon. <laughs> Not Hollywood. We've gone back. <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's French. It's French. <laughs> well, who made it? They clearly were in Hollywood when they made it. <laughs> That's where, That's where all the movies. Yeah. That's where all the movies are. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> is it only allowed to be talkies? I'm sure there were sequels before that. 
I wonder. I mean, like there are like series, Probably. like when train they're doing, going through the tunnel, when they're doing coming at the audience, train, train coming doing, out of the tunnel, when they're doing adaptations, for example, <laughs> of uh, Sherlock Holmes serials, mm-hmm. things like that. But I would say that that does not really count as a sequel in the way that we are thinking of them right now. Hmm. When it's just like, oh, okay, we're adapting two different chapters of a book, which you know, like we still get even now, The Hobbit, uh-huh. The Hobbit Two, <laughs> The Hobbit Three. I, mean, I was thinking of Dune, oh. but yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. I mean, the Godfather and Godfather 2 were are loose adaptations yes. of two books. Mm-hmm. No, the only the one. Uh, because the, all the Michael stuff in this was original at the time. Oh, written okay. with help of Martin. Yeah. Uh, but the, um, the Vito stuff, the from stuff from his childhood, was all in the first book. Okay. They just didn't have time. They already made three hours of movie in the yeah, previous Jesus. Book. I didn't have any time. Can you imagine if you were halfway through that movie and they cut to young Vito? You'd be so <laughs> mad. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Where's Michael? But um, what Michael's doing? One of the... Uh, so there's... One of the first sequels is a movie called The Sheik Rides Again, which is like, all oh, right. yeah. <laughs> It's like, all right, so, uh, you know, this this classic character of the Sheik who had one movie, five years later, they do another one. Uh, And it was because, like, he, uh, the actor, I'm going to look him up. The actor needed more money? Well, he's like, (laughs) my last project didn't make as much money as the Sheik did. So let me bring bring back this guy. Yeah, bring out that old hat. Yeah. And um, a new idea at the time. One of the Doing other... the same idea was a new idea. <laughs> yeah, nobody had ever the, made two of something. The other two, two big ones that I hear uh, <laughs> that I was reading about that are talked about as some of the first sequels are the the second Zorro film, which is like Return uh, of Zorro. It is something like that. It's Mark of Zorro and then Return of Zorro. Yeah. I want to say, and then uh, the one that I actually want to talk about, which is Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, now, Bride of Frankenstein actually has a lot in common with Godfather too. In that they are both adapted from books. De Niro's in they, it. De Niro's in it. They take a lot of uh, they take a lot of you know liberty. Frankenstein takes way more liberty with uh, the source material than um, uh, Godfather does. But makes it also... interesting, perhaps. Yeah. Oh. Burn. Take yeah. that, Mary Shelley. Oh. She's not even spinning in her grave right now. She can't hear you. She's, she's there's too much she's money. So between, dead. There's too much money in between her and the surface. She's <laughs> getting those residuals on Frankenstein. <laughs> they, they, they don't know where to send. Buried like an them. Egyptian pharaoh. Just <laughs> like all, her, all her tons so and tons of massive money. The other, Frankenstein the other wealth. The comparison I would say between uh, Godfather Two and Bride of Frankenstein is that uh, the original book um, has a lot of the stuff that doesn't get used until the sequel. Because in Frankenstein, they switch things around completely. They're like, uh, the, the monster isn't really a character. He's just a monster, and we're going to you know, do the so much with that. name is Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> but in, uh, in the book Frankenstein, um, the, the, the creature, as they call him, comes to the doctor and is like, I'm going to hound you for the rest of your life. You created me, and there's nothing like me. I'm so alone. I didn't ask to fuck. be born. Make me another yeah. one. And that's, sex, that's the, the like, crux of the end of the book is Dr. Frankenstein trying to make a sequel to his monster for so that he's not alone. <laughs> wow, it's so um, meta already. Yeah, wow. and uh, so that doesn't even get touched on until uh, the sequel to uh, the sequel to the original Frankenstein movie, which they did a couple of years later. And uh, they they there are so many funny quotes looking at the making of Bride of Frankenstein. Like, weren't, wouldn't people be sick of this? They just <laughs> yeah, saw it. Like, that's great. They like didn't that. know that there'd be nine <laughs> Star Wars movies later. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking make this shit again. People are going to people are going to realize that we're just doing the same thing over again, and yeah. they're not going Isn't to it want clear it. Clear, we're desperate for money. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but the uh, the sequel as we know it started to really didn't really come into shape until the seventies. Wow. And the Godfather Two is one of the Back ones when they that invented movies. In yeah. The 70s. <laughs> uh, Godfather 2, Jaws 2, and there's one more that I'm trying to remember that I want to say. Jaws 2. Yeah. Oh, we know Jaws 2. It's two. a film. I'd yeah. see it again. Yeah. It's good. It's really... It's no I Jaws like 3. It really struggles. It certainly is not a Jaws Yikes. 3. I, but I mean, like, Jaws 2 really struggles to have a climax on the same level as the first one. It also can't like of... do, because of how it spoilers for the end of Jaws, but okay. <laughs> uh, it can't come back, so yeah, it has to just be a different shark. And it can't yeah. have a vendetta, but they play as it, they play it as if it does. Yeah, it's, it's so personal. It, this yeah. time it's personal. <laughs> Wild. Jaws 2. Yeah, I feel like... There's, like, uh, the difference between, like, when you look up the stories about the sequels, the idea is never comes from the, the creative. It's always the, the studio <clears throat> says, can't you do another one of those? And then you the creative twists themselves into a knot trying to feel, well, like, what would I do with the rest of this? Yeah. What would I do? I left it all out on the table. Yeah, like, exactly. How could I make another I left one? it all on the field, Coach. I left it all on the field. I gave it 110. I blew up, Jaws. So, uh... And I think that that's part of why this is so funny. Now we actually do, I think because we are, have so many people who grew up with sequels and being used to that, that they design the trilogy format into their movies. You yeah, know? it sucks. It does suck. <laughs> it does suck. And Sometimes you should... there isn't three movies worth of stuff to say. Exactly. No. <laughs> Sometimes you take stuff out of the first story so that you can save it for the next movie, and then it, you ruin both. You put Thanos <laughs> at the end. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you Who's add shit to a perfect story like The Hobbit that didn't Whoa. need to be there. Yeah, the barrel three ride three that they should have put in Universal. The barrel ride? Yeah. The, 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 the second barrel. one has a whole set piece where and they're riding around on barrel. Did they actually put a ride in Universal? No, they should have. It they, was they an absolute slam dunk if they I made that like, a water ride. But I they did, like never did. building any kind of Middle Earth, anything in a theme park is such an easy win, and I can't believe nobody did it. Well, they don't do it because you could just go to New Zealand, and it's yeah. just you, like maybe that Maybe you over there. could just go to New Zealand. <laughs> no, I can't. Florida's the closest I'll ever get. Thank you. I don't have that Peter Jackson money. But... um. Uh, actually, that's King kind Kongs. of another good example to, to think about this. Or uh, I was I sure saying Peter not. Jackson made me think about King Kong. So oh, uh, I knew you were going to yeah. say King Kong. Yeah. Well, well, what, what else would I be fucking talking what about? What else did he do? He hasn't made any other good movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So that's getting into like book stuff, right? Yeah. When you're yeah, when you have funny. a series of books, it's it's almost like you don't even have to do the work of setting up a sequel or whatever. Yeah. You just There's, say, give me yeah, another book. Give, yeah. yeah. Give me another book, and I'll I'll do it. That's one of the things we were just talking about with the the Sherlock. There are so many people adapting Sherlock Holmes stories into their own uh, movies and things like that. And they're like, "Oh, okay, perfect. We can we can just take from this shit, right? It's perfect. There's the you know they already have uh, characters that people will come back for. We don't have to write any of our own story, and people already know who this fucker is, so it's fine. And it's just proven funding because you can yes. be like, this book sold a lot, so mm-hmm. the movie I make will sell a lot. You know Name what's a, a funny thing about that is that um, so. Co- Arthur Conan Doyle hated people using his shit. I like, love he that. fucking hated that. But then his family, like, the estate was like, yeah, use it for whatever, sure. <laughs> Who's that? The Sherlock Holmes guy? Yeah, so Arthur in, Conan in Doyle. In reverse, the guy who made Arsene Lupin was like, yeah, sure, I love fucking, I, oh, I love yeah. fanfic, I love this, I love this crossover with Lupin and um, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Mouse. I love that, that's great. 
But then his family, like his estate, yeah. fucking hates it when other people use their shit. So then when they found out about Lupin the Third, they were like really fucking pissed off. But they <laughs> couldn't really do anything about it because he was already like a mainstay. Yeah, when Japanese they found culture. out. That's, <laughs> That's why, funny. Like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> That's why there's a bunch of weird uh, dubs of Lupin where he's named other shit. Like yeah, like wolf. the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, that's taking it very literally. It's like he is the wolf. All right. So this came to mind when we were talking about uh, sequels being meta. Yeah. But I would be remiss not to mention the uh, we're doing a sequel musical number in the second oh, of the man. reboot Muppets really movies. Really good. It's, I uh, love Muppets Most so Wanted. Incredibly funny for that. It, you know, and of course the Muppets are always mm-hmm. meta about that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just singing about how like this is not going to be yeah. as good. Yeah, <laughs> they say. Right. I think there is a line that sequels yeah. never quite Come as good. On, yeah. Everybody strike up the band. Yeah, like, that yeah, used to yeah. be on my playlist. That those and movies I, are I great. I thought it was like a really like uh, you know good joke of them to be like well they're they're letting us do this because they're waiting for tom hanks to sign for toy story 4 and I, <laughs> at the time i'm like that's never going that to happen never that's happen. why it's a joke and then it's like yeah. a couple of years later like oh no they yeah. are doing that they, they, they do be doing that yeah i thought that muffin movie was pretty good actually yeah i like the second one more Most yeah i think it is better. i, I ended up watching the fourth one i should i've seen the other ones I toy story 4 idea, maybe? Yeah, I seen it. uh it's okay that's what the one you, with, simply. Okay. What do you think of the trend of using "son of" as a as a title as like a, as a lead in for, yeah, for uh, like the mask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what son else of a citation it? machine. Okay, so the things that I come to mind are uh, you didn't no. use that for your papers in high school. Son of citation machine? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, it's the citation machine online that makes citations for you. I believe you that it exists. So you, but so you don't get knocked for plagiarism so on your paper. Pushing up their glasses school. right yeah. now and putting <laughs> Actually, a pencil into their pocket protector. Yeah. So uh, that uh, that Zora movie I was looking, trying to look up, is called Don Q, Son of Zora. Whoa! This is one of the things that I was looking up, and the, the other one of the other ones that immediately comes to mind is when they were talking about like son of Godzilla where they're like oh shit Godzilla died at the end of this movie this one's ah oh, his son <laughs> wait did when Don Q does the writing on people's chest with the sword he can't do a Q no I don't think he does he, he I think he still does a Z he Don Q is the guy's actual Ag. name but Zoro like like Batman or whatever it's a mantle yeah, yeah. yeah it's mm. not Zoro was How not could the, you he was resist? not named Zoro what <laughs> spoilers for Zoro I guess <laughs> We gotta mark this one for spoilers. Nick, going back to the um, the chic that you're talking about. Yes. I was doing some googling just to yeah. see what that was, and it was actually the second one is actually called uh, the son of the chic. Oh yeah, and he plays no both way. characters. Wow. He plays the chic and the son of the <laughs> chic in that movie. And they make weird. out. It's, Double it's paycheck. Crazy. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good effect at the time. <laughs> and he'd say, "Oh, let me go get my son." And he'd walk into his trailer and he'd come out again. <laughs> they had to pay him both times. Um, so you guys know the French Connection, right? You guys just did your freaking freaking stuff. Correct. The, the, yeah. That the, that one's another one that had like a very public sequel where they're like, "What are we French gonna do for the two. French Connection?" The French two. are back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reloaded, <laughs> son of French Connection. Well, French Connection two, Godfather two, Twice and the Trial of hats. Billy Jack were like the the sequels that were coming out in the seventies. That they're like, "This is the hot new trend: a sequel." Oh wait, can I cut you off real yes. quick? I just remembered the tagline. It wasn't the sub header for jaws 2 but it's on the poster the tagline was just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water and i thought yeah. that's like an incredible it's good the poster for jaws 2 is really fucking good yeah, the movie's 
fine. Yeah. But the, the promotional material definitely makes it sound a lot better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, check out the poster. You don't have to watch the movie, but look yeah. up the poster. My dad likes to talk about a guy he knew at work whose initials were J-A-W. So <laughs> they called him Jaws, and then his son came to work, and he, he was a junior, so they called him Jaws too. Which I just think that's really funny Not that son you of that Jaws. with people's name. Yeah. That's so huh. good. I Much love like that. Jeremy Allen White of uh, The Bear. <laughs> Oh, his oh, jaw. Yeah. Uh, I just like, I don't even know how I would start to make fun of that guy. He's got, he's got like this amazing hair yeah. and he's just like, he's so Hollywood actor guy. Like I cannot, he's, he's, an, he's, he is a great actor, but it's so hard for me to believe even for like one second looking at how handsome he is that he is like a short order cook. Yeah, I know. Right. It doesn't really make sense. So what do we want in a sequel? Is that what outside you, the purview you, of this conversation? We don't have to, do, we don't have to do, do lists or a question or something. Is that what yeah. we're doing? Do we yeah. I, I kind of wanted to get, I, I, I did want to talk a little bit about that history because I think that, uh, which I already did, but uh, I, because I find it so funny that they were like twisting themselves into knots thinking like, oh, we can't just do it again. We have to like come up with a reason. It's his son and it's the same actor. Um, <laughs> And uh, oh, we'll take more pieces from the book, but we'll you know do the makeup completely different. Or oh no, people are going to get sick of this. We have to wait five years before we can do a sequel. Yeah. Because if we do it too soon, then people will get bored of this thing that we're doing. Tell uh, Marvel that. Yeah. So what? Oh. oh. Like so what do you actually want a sequel? Do you want everyone to come back? What are you thinking? I think we definitely need everyone back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially especially the characters who died. I, I think the ones who They're died back. should be back. They're in a callback scene at the end of the movie, and you have to pay them just you as much as double. the first movie. You have to pay them Detective Crashmore salary. <laughs> uh, Even if they do a bad job. <laughs> they have to pay you. Is this the, the PDLTTYL DOI... Uh, sequel, sequel draft? Sequel guidelines, I think. <laughs> guidelines? Yeah, okay. sequel yeah. draft. We're, we're all adding rules that have to be combined together. Okay. They're not for our individual stuff. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I think everyone has to be back. Everyone? Yeah. <laughs> and we have to have at least one new character who's like the antithesis of our main character. Mm, like an evil version. Yeah, like an evil oh, version. Oh, yeah, that's one of my or favorite things about a sequel. Yeah, rival character. Yeah. I'm thinking that we should not acknowledge at all the events of the first movie, even though this one couldn't exist without them. Mm, yeah. Kind of a, already kind of doing like a contrasting take on the sequel. Yes. Okay. And that's why all the dead guys are back is because we're not acknowledging that they yeah. are. <laughs> I like this, yeah. yeah. So it's just confusing, right? If you, it's more confusing if you have seen the first yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, we want to make some, sure we bring as many people in If somebody only watches two, then they'll be like, wow, what a great movie. I loved all these characters. And somebody who has watched one is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is funny because I just watched Ocean's 12, which does, oh, does yeah. all three. Yeah. <laughs> the things that about. like everyone's back all 11 people for the first yep. movie 12 if you add in the, the, the villain the die. villain's back again that movie's so i honestly crazy. loved it on the rewatch um he has a rival thief in yeah. that one and uh most people didn't like it <laughs> because it it like shits all over the premise of the yeah, first it one it is like antagonistic to the idea of 
an Ocean's movie. It's like, oh, you want me to do this again? Okay, uh, here you go. <laughs> Fuck you, here Fuck <laughs> you. Steal this big thing, except not. And yep. then we're going to pull we the rug out do it. four times. Yep. And then you never get to see an actual heist happen in the movie. <laughs> it's so absolutely funny. incredible. The well, whole they movie. Made, like three more of those movies. <laughs> yeah. well, so here's another thing that we should do is uh, we should also have a threequel so that in 10 years, people go back to the sequel and become apologists about yes, it. Yes, that one's <laughs> yes, good. Absolutely. Yeah. We should make sure that we make a bad one a few years down the line. Yeah, like an even worse if one. we're not starting now, like this one can be kind of bad, but the one in the future should be really bad. Earnestly, I do like when the sequel is the the fall of everything. Yeah. When you lose at the end of the sequel, if you're gonna do three and yeah. you can come if back, you know up you're gonna do three. Yeah. I, I like when they don't know they're gonna do three. So, yeah, like, so. I know it's better when yeah. they don't, as we talked about earlier, with the leaving shit out of the movie so that you can put it in the next one. Two. Yeah, yep, Spider Verse um, Two. They kind of lose the end of that. I'm thinking one. of two contrasting uh, '80s robot films. I'm thinking of uh, uh, RoboCop Two and Terminator Two. Terminator Two. Oh, I didn't know Why you were they... relating that to the conversation. What? I thought you were just telling us what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, to be fair, Nick is always thinking of RoboCop I, Two. I Nick has said before, I am thinking, thinking of two '80s robot movies, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. And then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> to edit it out of every episode. Uh, one of the nice things about RoboCop 2 is that there is a guy named RoboCop 2 in it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that my was... God. We watched the trailer for that, Des that, and I? That movie yeah. rules. That you looks should, scary as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop motion guy yeah, running yeah. around. You that should, looks so I, scary. Cam, you absolutely watch it. And not just because Red Letter Media did a review on it that I know you're going to want to watch it afterwards. It was like late at night, and yeah, we were like, too nuke. scary. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Cam, you know, uh, you know Frank Miller, right, who did Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, we're good uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> And he did the uh, the Wolverine comics where he kills ninjas and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's oh, and, Daredevil, and Daredevil Born Again. He wrote RoboCop too, and you can wow. so tell because yeah. he has the most cynical view on like street drugs and and crime and all that. Yep. Like yep. like Reagan was whispering directly into his ear or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, if it's he so... could build a, a crime killing robot, he would have done it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's very it like it's funny because somebody who like. You know, it goes from somebody who is doing this as a satire of American culture to somebody who lived in that American culture and doesn't recognize it as satire. That's how, like, yeah. going from Paul Verhoeven to Frank Miller. Yeah. That's so funny. that's what I guess what I should say. We should have somebody who doesn't understand the first movie. Yes. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Write the script big. for the second one. Yeah. Misunderstanding I'm, the premise. I'm with you on <laughs> Should we mention one good thing to put in? <laughs> or no, a rival character? These, all these goofy good. things that we have mentioned are, like, they're funny, but I think that often they can lead to good movies. Like, uh, you were just talking about how much you liked Ocean's 12, yeah, right? Yeah, it was so, fun. Uh, despite it doing think, all these fucking crazy things. Along with everyone in the movie coming back again, I think we need to reuse the whole soundtrack and not make any new songs for this yeah. movie. Yeah, callback soundtrack. No. Okay. no. All right. Hmm. Why pay two composers? You already twice. paid John Williams once. Yeah. So just use the music again. Tons of musical callbacks. Definitely Godfather 2 does that. You know, there's like four times they use the same song in the movie. Well, Frank, Coppola could just get his dad to do new music. So How the fuck did he do that? Also, the Godfather 2, or maybe it was Godfather 1, I think the... It won an award for the soundtrack, and it was revoked because it was just stolen from another movie. <laughs> it was only using library music or something. It was just That's reworked funny. from another movie. Yeah, That's so really they took funny, they but... took the award away. It's <laughs> really funny. He still made a really good song, but it's like remixed from something mm -hmm. something else. Which is exactly like what doing a sequel is. No yeah. sequel should have awards. You, yeah. you just stole what the other movie <laughs> yeah. did. I would love but it if we sometimes could... sometimes it, I have seen that. 
in like best adapted screenplay. Like oh, for, yeah. for Oscars, it is adapted for a sequel can get nominated because it is adapted from that the is, first movie. That is, that's <laughs> I do not like that. No, it should not be allowed. Up. Oscars are dumb. It's incredibly they funny. I don't know. It just sense. came back to mind. I, it's I incredible that, that they have tricked Oscars so season. many of us, including me, into like thinking that there is any kind of legitimate process to the Oscars. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's fun still. It is yeah. fun to that's, speculate that's and gamble and, and so, uh, talk about this sort I of think thing. one of my other sequel rules I want to throw in is um, if the movie is known for a lot of really good effects, I think we need to replace that with CGI as much oh, as yeah, possible. Oh, yeah, definitely so CGI. This is... This is <laughs> Uh, Rings to Hobbit, right? This is that what we're doing? I, specifically, what came to mind Star for me Wars? was Escape from L.A. compared oh, to Escape yeah. from New York. <laughs> what a great comparison! Oh my god, because like even the opening of Escape from New York, right, is a miniature. It's supposed the the thing that they're trying to simulate is a computer screen, like yeah. like a wireframe graphic of the city of New York. But they're oh, like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. can't make this on the computer, so they build a scale model of New York, paint it black, and then paint like little green lines over light, it so they can spin it camera around yeah. it and they're like okay this is our computer layout of new york and then in the sequel they're like well what about a cgi this, uh, submarine somebody Should invented computer graphics in between the last movie <laughs> and this one can we get some of those the director should have or or yeah the director should have noticeable distaste for the first movie i think yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be a different director altogether yeah and they should not like now we're getting into texas chainsaw massacre 2 territory yeah. aren't we uh, is that what happened Most with that one? horror sequels, I, I feel like? I don't know. No, I was just thinking of Carpenter and, like, yeah. also Friedkin being just this psycho who's like, no more practical effects. That's yeah, stupid. That to, looked bad. Make a computer crash that car instead. <laughs> It'll look cooler. It didn't. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> crash a real car. Yeah. Come on. We have a bunch of those things. Yeah, exactly. Too many, frankly. Um, Should it be double length and runtime? Yeah. (laughs) Double the runtime. At least 50% more. I mean, after all... We the the audience proved that they liked half of that stuff. So what if we gave them so do much it, of it, it that it they couldn't stand it? Should also have scenes from the first movie in the oh, to remind yeah. them what they're there That's for. That's the right. best. Remember yeah. this movie? I like yeah. I like a sequel that uh, at the beginning of the movie has about ten minutes of the last movie in it. <laughs> yeah. So we're not like in the I new just material. We're not too, and it is, yes. <laughs> it is that. That's wild. Yeah. We're not Superman acknowledging that. So Superman two has so many Superman two is like a five yeah, minute it's credit. It's playing on uh, the first movie should be playing on a TV in the background in the second movie. <laughs> yeah. so that's or weird. It's like Hold on. One of the, the entire time. Halloween three does that with Halloween one. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, what a great sequel Halloween three is. Um. That's true, but I don't want to be on mic acknowledging that. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do an episode? As- yeah, where I, all I talk about is how much I like it. <laughs> Halloween 3, Exorcist 3, Psycho 2, movies uh, that do not need to exist in any shape or but form. they rock. Oh, mate, what if I did Psycho 2 for my Halloween episode? I'm definitely going to watch Psycho 2. Mm-hmm. Psycho 2 is a legitimately right. wonderful down. time. I was going to do Exorcist 3. Three months. Oh, for three sure. Months. That was, that's been yeah. locked in like since October. Right yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like two months. Yeah, end of October. Yay. Yeah, two months. So, that could be the title. So what is sequel? We, what, so for for <laughs> the sequel to month. Yeah. Two months. <laughs> uh, so for our, for our sequel podcast, right? So George is back, right? Yeah. We're not going to acknowledge that he was ever he gone. Was never right. gone. We're not going to acknowledge any of the other episodes we did, uh-huh. um, except for the audio is playing from yeah, the other episodes in the background. Get him to the Greek is good. <laughs> What uh, else? We're, uh, we're using same uh, soundtrack as much CGI as we yeah. can get. Uh-huh. CGI. <laughs> we 
We are antithetically opposed to the ideals we originally founded the podcast on, whatever those are. We're all what? evil versions of ourselves. Yeah, we need an evil podcast. Oh, so I'm straight sex. I think, I think we are actually evil versions of ourselves right yeah, now. Yeah, we have straight dick, straight cam, straight alleys, and straight steps. Oh, man, now I'm going to have to straight marry Marth from Fire Emblem instead of gay marrying him. Uh, this is such a pain. Straight married. We got straight married. <laughs> Um, get into the Greek too is good too. <laughs> okay, I think I think, I think we're we, gonna get good for this. We might have covered yeah, it. This is gonna be yeah. great. Before I go on like an hour long tangent about Gremlins too, I think it is time to take this to the good. next the new segment. badge. Yeah, great subtitle. Yeah, one yeah. of the best subtitles. Absolutely. So uh, and that's another one where it's like, uh, no, I can't do it. Um, so <laughs> we'll be back. We'll I had to talk about Gremlins at work too. today. <laughs> of crime, the drama of absolute power, and the men who violate it, The Godfather, Part 2. What is your name? Don Vito Corleone and his son Michael, both had seen the ones they loved most cut down before their eyes. Both had killed as an act of vengeance. Both commanded the most powerful and merciless crime organization in the world. Is it true that in the year 1950, you devised the murder of the heads of the so-called five families in New York? It's a complete falsehood. They would take any measures. When you won, you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemies. Make any arrangement. Michael, we're bigger than U.S. Steel. Order any death to protect the empire they controlled. The Godfather and his heir. Both were men of ice and both were targets. <laughs> Please, please stay inside. Keep them alive. We'll try. Alive! The Godfather Part 2 is Sicily in 1921. And Nevada in 1958. It is revolution in Havana. And rubouts in New York. It is manipulation. It would be like trying to kill the president. There's no way we can get to it. If anything in this life is certain, if history's taught us anything, it says you can kill anyone. It is murder. And it is betrayal. It was a son, a son, and I had it killed because this must all end. 
The Godfather Part II is the final chapter in the violent history of the Corleone crime family. It is the motion picture masterpiece of the year. Noob Saibot, it just looks exactly like him. So but, he would fit in way too well <laughs> to the point where people wouldn't even notice if yeah. you put him in the game. You want to bring us in? Uh, no, us in? you can do it. Right. I don't have anything. Welcome back, everyone, to Please Don't Listen to This. Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week. Uh, Cam, you decided to have us watch one of the most famous sequels of all time. Heard it was good. <laughs> Godfather Part 2. Yeah, by Francis Ford this Coppola. actually was, this past week, was the first time I had seen it. So I was like... You know, uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> some, some of our best topics are, hey, I just did this. You should do it, too. Yeah, perfect. Because then, like, yeah. it's good. There were other stuff that I had gotten into that I wasn't as excited about anymore. So I decided to go with this. Um, and unfortunately, Seb hadn't seen the first one. So they had to watch both. I just, I'm glad you did that for completionist. Really? Sake, yeah. But, I mean, oh. Well, I had oh, okay. to watch I don't feel it before I died. Yeah, it's just it's, one of those things you should. It's amazing I got away with not seeing it for 30 years. Well, honestly, same, like, just what, two years ago we watched? I watched yeah. the first one for the first time. I'm, I'm late to this, too. pretty recently. But, I mean, you know. I, I, I knew this was coming someday on the podcast, whether it was you or it was Alex. <laughs> I know, I can't believe <laughs> it. It's like it's the specter of death. Like, <laughs> it looms I, I thought that Seth was doing a bit like from the movie. I knew this was coming for many years. So. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was coming. Uh, much like uh, the story of Gilgamesh, we know we'll have to cover it at Someday. one point. So. I, maybe it'll it's be coming up time. really soon, sooner than you might think. <laughs> yeah. oh. That's hilarious. Moby Dick. Um, but yeah, I, I, I watched this and I was like, wow, I want to talk about this and listen to people's opinions on it and theories and behind the scenes stories. And then I and like so much of that. Well, yeah, but I searched my my podcatcher and only found two podcasts of like people I like talking yeah. about it, and like. Now it's so overdone to talk about this movie that most of the people I like to listen talk about movies how like don't talk about this because it's just already, yeah, it's already been what said. What are we gonna it's do? Talk about one of the greatest movies ever made? Exactly. So I made you I'm guys have to talk to me about it. So yeah, my children, children play with it. <laughs> Hilarious line reading. I loved it. But uh, yeah, I had a really really fun time with this, and um, I th- it. I watched it again, so I, I watched it two weeks in a row for this, so watching it on the second watch, yeah, and the second watch I split into two nights, so basically like three nights I've Did been. Did you stop at the this. intermission? I stopped like two minutes before no, the, intermission. the intermission. I forgot about it. The intermission is weird in that it is like two-thirds of the way through the movie. Yeah, but that's exactly <laughs> where I was going to yeah. stop and pick it up that's later. Ex- almost exactly where I stopped, uh, and then I fell asleep. But two <laughs> devastating things happened. I mean, spoilers for The Godfather 2, first of all, because we're going to talk about 
There is no aspect of this movie that we are not going to talk about, but frankly, if you are interested in it, you should watch The Godfather and The Godfather 2. I don't think it's overdone to say you should check it out. It's they are fun movies to watch. I think they hold up. What's um. Yeah, especially if you like uh, mafia stuff. So there is a non-zero chance that this podcast will be shorter than the Godfather movies, which is something that we cannot say about any other topic that we do. Yeah, yeah, um, we're in rare form today. Um, but where was I going? Uh, oh yeah, spoilers for it. Uh, shit. Oh yeah, I stopped watching the intermission because two like devastating things happen right before the intermission. So, but because they have to like close out two things because you have two storylines going, so you mm-hmm. get. Michael hearing about the um, what he thinks is the miscarriage at the time, mm-hmm. and then I think Vito kills Don Finucci. Chichi or yeah Don Don I, Finucci. I think that yeah. might be after. Is that after? Yeah. What's the thing that happens that's, in that's, his timeline? That is like him killing the Don is like the last thing that you see of that storyline, pretty much. No, because they have the the part afterwards where he's in the the office and the yeah he does oh, the whole right. rent you thing. See that part. And you yeah. do the whole thing of him going back to Corleone. Yeah, Italy with oh, I'm family. sorry. He kills yeah. two Dons in this movie. Yes, yeah, that's all true. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm yes. talking about the Finucci. Finucci, yes. like yes. Nick said. I, but all, I said you were all correct. Chichi, I think, okay. or yeah, whatever did. that guy's yeah. name was. There is a second Don yeah, he kills. Yeah, the first guy's Finucci. Yeah, so I think those two things happen, and then it says intermission. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, which I wonder if in the theater, is that like longer? Because that I intermission is like... The, I think they pro- would probably stop the projector oh, at that yeah. point, maybe. And then just go. Because like yeah. when you watch Hateful Eight, that would be annoying. That has an intermission, and like it just plays out real time. I think and, you well, actually and, have to skip uh, over. I, I think uh, Barry they, Linden and... Yeah, Barry Linden, uh, yeah, 2001. 2001 both have like music in the intermissions. Yes. So yeah. I think that's why they do it. Like So <laughs> the reason that we're watching all of these things, every movie we watch is on a digital transfer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... At the time when you did have to, uh, what pro- was probably happening with this huge, massive, long movie is they were changing reels in between this intermission stuff. Uh, uh, they didn't need to yeah, do that. Yeah, by the time but they, you got to like nice two to hours. Able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right when it is because it's three and a half hour long movie and I had an hour and a half left when I yeah. came back to watch it yesterday. Yeah, so they're changing reels for this giant ass movie and then uh, now we are always watching digital transfers for everything that we watch. Um but so if the only reason to keep the entire length of time the intermission was in the movie is if they recorded original music that they wanted you to listen to yeah. during that. Barry Lyndon well actually both two thousand one Barry Lyndon do that really, really well. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love the intermission of Barry Lyndon. And we were so we were watching in our, our shared living room at the time and it was a great time to just get up, walk yep. around, stretch. That's I love great. an intermission. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. But uh yeah, this, I think this hugely days. benefited for me on the rewatch. Because I'm not great at following uh, faces and or names and stuff, and a lot of times in the Godfather movies, they're talking about someone who's not with there. that them being in the room. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't know who the fuck they're talking yeah, about because really they hard said to his tell name. All these Italians, right? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> say that, but I'm <laughs> saying it. They're I'll all balding, yeah. <laughs> fucking seventies guys. The Rosado brothers. Yeah. Who the, do you even see them? I don't know. I don't think you no. do. They might be or in they, the, the failed hit. They might be in I that think scene. they actually are. Yeah, and you don't see their faces. Yeah. I don't know if they're the like, car. if they point yeah. to them and say, you're Risotto. You know, yes, like, exactly. they might be you in the scene. To, like, but... You like, find out that was them later. <laughs> but like on the rewatch and like in between the rewatch, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and watch some YouTube. Oh, fuck. I meant to show you guys this really hilarious YouTube video. I think oh, I know the exact that's one you right. were talking about. You I went that, looking yeah. to try and do some detective work and find Did you watch the anatomy of evil? AI voice, right? Oh no! Is that, that was yeah, one. I think so. I, I think I mentioned that one. The, the, oh, okay. the recap of the one. first movie. 
The, uh, so there's the, one of those that I watched about, that was really fun. The Analyzing Evil Michael Analyzing Corleone. Evil. I, I did find that oh one. Oh my god, that was <laughs> okay. so funny. I don't think I saw uh, that one. Remind those, me to play it for those you videos, later. I'm going to dunk on that guy. If he, if he would like to come on the show and defend himself. Um, is he real? <laughs> he is doing the, the job. the TikTok guy, isn't No, it? he is doing the job of like the fucking uh, the villain's wiki, which I'm sure Steph knows about, which is a hilarious mm. thing where mm. anyone who's ever felt a grievance from a fictional character puts them on this horrible wiki where they just like list their crimes and it's just like so yeah hitler villains wiki obama villains wiki it's yeah. like they do they do this shit and it's just like people don't need to be graded on this on this scale like uh, stories with morally gray things or even awful protagonists like it feels so silly to have them treated as it's like the how does joker. he stack up against obama yeah how, how does many he stack up against deeds? the joker how, how does he stack up against Hannibal lecter or whatever uh so vito corleone Better or worse than Hannibal? Yeah, Vito Corleone and, and Michael Corleone, are they worse, uh, you know, are, are they more evil than Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs? It's like, Hard and, to say. yeah, they, they... They both didn't want to sell drugs to children, so they, it's okay. Like, mm. They're they nice this, people. Like, it's something that frustrates me when I'm looking for analysis on a piece of media and I just find a YouTube channel where somebody repeats everything that happened yep. in it to me. Drives me completely crazy that's so funny because i needed that video and that's why i watched it (laughs) yeah for these two movies i don't blame you yeah i was like especially with godfather 2 because i think the plot and the way they they run it through is just very confusing just Mm -hmm. inherently i definitely think so i think i don't blame you for that i'm not about to say what you dipshit i can't believe you didn't understand yeah i i think that this movie is intentionally uh like obfuscating what's actually going on because Michael doesn't know what's actually going on. Right, he and then think... he lies to people or like, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, nobody knows it, what's really going on. It's super clever yeah. the way that they play with that. There are yeah. a couple points in this movie where it, like I was mm-hmm. honestly not sure what was happening in a way that they, it felt very intentional. They were leading me to make it, con- or to believe someone about something and then have that actually not be true yeah, at all. Yeah, I always, I always felt like I was missing some information. Like yeah. I couldn't draw conclusions because I I was missing information at all times. Yeah, and mm-hmm. especially towards the middle of this movie, trying to figure out who sold Michael out mm-hmm. is like several reveals deep. Yeah, and, and you there always are so think many it's Tom Hagen, too, but it because never ev- is. everyone ah. should be pissed off at him. Yeah, yeah, and it, like it when you find out who it is, like it's. Uh, What's his name? Now I'm forgetting his Fredo? name. The, Fredo? Now, well, yeah, Fredo, but well, also it's Fredo, Raw. But it's mostly yeah. Hyman Raw. Yeah. 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 So but like, it's also kind of the guy with the mustache uh, who's yes. balding. Who's Frankie Frank, 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 yeah, yeah, Frank Pentangeli or whatever. There you go. Um, but, but that only happens after the initial betrayal. Yes. 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 And, it, and it only happens because uh, they then, orchestrate something to get him to turn against. Right. But then Michael knows it's Frank. But then lies to Frank about it being Hyman Roth, who yes. ends up also Which being is like later true. in the movie. Yeah. Yes. But so- also, one more layer, um, when on the failed assassination on Frank, the guy says, Michael Corleone says hello, which doesn't make sense because they're not trying to, they're Stare just trying to kill him. But the actor just said that on the day, and oh, Coppola good. said, "Ah, keep it in. It sounds cool." But it yeah. throws everything off because the movie is just giving you misinformation, which is fine in a movie. It ends up working, but it's yeah. just so funny to be like, you could go through the whole plot and then be like, "But why does he say that?" It's yeah, like, eh, it's I don't know if it's, I mean, if it's as something like because I've seen a lot of mob media that <laughs> obviously came out after the movie The Godfather Two, <laughs> but I have seen that as a, a kind of emerge as a mob trope though. Like, oh yeah, like so and so sends his regards, and then they shoots the guy in the head. Yeah, like I've definitely seen that come out in more stuff. It's but. very cool thing to say. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I mean, it, so if it was Michael who who ordered the hit, then it's like, oh, the, this is your last like exactly. Thing. Yeah. So you know who but killed as you. We but, know, but that's not his style, as we know from the <laughs> end of the first movie uh, or everything else true. that happens. If it's Roth, then if they say Michael Corleone says hello, then they're tricking him, even but, though they think they're about to kill him. Yeah, if they kill him, then there's no reason to lie to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I wonder who that is for. Then, if it is for like the the fucking bartender, like who's gonna say who's gonna? Who's I think gonna spill about this? well because it, it's because just a it's, mistake. Yeah, right, right, right. But right. I but I think that this stuff gets left in the movie, so we take what we have as a whole even, yeah. though, even though we know well, it, it, the real it, reason it does become a plot point though yes. because he is go- he's he going to testify he lives and he's going to testify against him yeah uh, so yeah very interesting just, if he didn't know who ordered the hit he wouldn't have done the things that happened in the rest right. of the he movie. was already mad at Michael but he wouldn't have gone this far yeah. to get back yeah, yeah. If, if nobody yeah. had said that then he might have not thought it was Michael <laughs> and also with the Hyman Roth thing it throws you off because well it doesn't really throw you off but it, it's like he's like I want you to take over for me so then it it doesn't really make sense for him to want to kill him but he's just like a, a asshole he's been corrupted by power and thinks he's never gonna die so he's yeah. just like yeah. i'm gonna kill my the only person who could beat me mm-hmm. but and like also, michael says he's been dying of the same heart attack for 20 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good line. he doesn't think he's gonna die and then you know when he does actually reveal his motivations he does it in a way where he's still like being overtly threatening without you know telling somebody okay kill him right here right now yeah but You're talking about the stuff with Mo Green. Mo Green, yeah. yeah. He's like, somebody that. killed my friend, and I really don't like whoever did shot, that. Shot yeah. the eye. Yeah. Yes, I'm not mad at whoever did it, but yeah, it's strictly business. Strictly business. So, Seb, what did you think of the Godfather Part Two? Okay, um, really, really good? quick side tangent. Um, All right, let's get into Godfather. It. The first Godfather I watched. Oh, yeah. On Saturday, uh, um, we said we weren't really gonna go into that movie, but right, I did but, really you know, like it. It's only one of the most famous films of all time. I think that it deserves a, like a, you know five minutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I I did really like it. I liked um, the humanity that they actually gave Vito Corleone throughout yeah. that film and in this film. It takes um, a lot of effort to make Marlon Brando seem like a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. when you can't understand what he's saying. He's got marbles in his mouth. Um, I want this it, for you. I also. Came out of these movies, uh, both of them, with a better appreciation for the like Italian American experience, especially in the uh, at the turn of the century and um, later on. Um, God, that Ellis Island shit is also good. Oh my that, God, what a yeah. nightmare! That yeah. was really good. Um, and then even like the the big Italian wedding was very good. Yeah. Um, both both Italian weddings, um, <laughs> and it was just like a lot like. And um, I didn't know much about the film. I knew about the opening scene, and I knew maybe a couple other tropes that you came out of the definitely Godfather. definitely heard some of the lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, bing. I kept recognizing yeah, them throughout right. the movies. Bada Bing famously from that movie. There, I, 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 Sleeps with the Fishes is one that everybody knows. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe that's um, from that. Yeah. Is it really? Or that's not something that people I'm would just sure say? I'm pretty sure it's from that movie. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. Um, they make up a... a there's, they even treat it like a reference. They're like, oh, this means blank. Cause yeah, that's yeah. What it's, a it's a metaphor. It's a message. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that stuff was all really cool. Like finally being in the loop with mm-hmm. yeah. a bunch of this stuff that I sort of was like in the loop with. Like, all the, the Simpsons parodies that you can now <laughs> understand. Like 
you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. You know, yeah. that, that thing, like, everybody yeah. knows that. And they did that in um, fucking Zootopia did that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, at that point, a movie that is 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zootopia? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it feels like it. Guys, uh, feel old yet? <laughs> Zootopia is 50, 50 years? <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I was glad to have watched that, and I volunteered to watch the first one, really. Like, Cam yeah. was telling me, oh, you don't really need to watch the first one Yeah. Um, to watch the second one. I don't feel that way after watching both of them. <laughs> what really, I was just, I didn't want to didn't want tell to you to, to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah to, well, I guess, yeah, and Nick. Two, I didn't know Nick hadn't seen it. I still yeah. seen it. It was, a, it was a big blind spot for me, but, uh, you know, I'm working my way through the AFI 100 movies, 100 years. <laughs> Something no one would ever ask you to do, but yeah. you're doing it anyway. <laughs> I don't even think that that's a very good list. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I wanted to talk about that first thing. Maybe we'll get to it eventually, but Godfather 1, number 2 on the AFI list. What's number 1? Uh, Citizen Kane mm-hmm. and okay. Godfather 2 also on the list funny to have a sequel to the movie like both movies on the list yeah, number I, 32 I definitely I disagree with having uh, two entries per franchise on a list it is kind of crazy especially when Godfather funny. 2 plays the hits of Godfather 1 so much yeah. like and you don't need like six six Hitchcock movies like he yes he made some really good movies but you do not need all of them yeah you can you can pick between Rear Window Vertigo and Psycho you can do it yeah. I believe in you you it's can hard. do it it's Rear Window man <laughs> yeah it probably is Rear Window I think yeah. that one might hold yeah. up the best of them but Vertigo Vertigo is so good we'll save it for the Hitchcast yeah are we doing <laughs> I thought it was called the Podcock. <laughs> So, okay, moving, moving on to Godfather Part 2. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this one a lot. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much as the first one or yeah, maybe even get, a little bit more in some from, ways. I want to yeah. get this from everybody, which one they prefer. Yeah, um, I think it's it's a, both are a good choice. Like, I think I prefer some things in the first one and some things in the second one better like the first one felt more connected to the mob roots Mm -hmm. but in the way that they were still in new york city doing the very classic like yeah city yeah mafia stuff um and you have the warring families yeah Yeah, the gangland stuff and things like that literal like gang wars yeah Yeah. the topic of succession is very important Mm -hmm. the the line of succession which which son takes the throne for the aging don and, oh, if we bump off the head, what's going to happen to these guys and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. The Dude, idea of them line. as royal families almost is very... Yeah, totally. Modern is, American yes, royalty. Yes, and that, that certainly helps with the like the mythology of it. Like It really is just like a, the stories as old as they get. They're, they're certainly treating this like like fables like royalty like everyone has their fortress and their 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 firstborn son is supposed to take the reins of their all of the lands they have like all those royal watchers out there that's right yeah um and then there was um michael's origin story as a villain where he um oh yeah just thank you analyzing evil i appreciate that yeah um <laughs> he uh he gets pissed off kills somebody um because he he somehow turns into a guy who just wants revenge and it might be part partially due to his time in in, um, in World War II, and it might be partially due to actually nobody ever cared whatever the fuck he thought um, and just wanted to make him do what they wanted him to do, which you really see more of. He's a third this, son. Yeah. In the I thought it was film. that I think his dad being 
like I think his dad dying, he would have been he he wouldn't have gone down his path. But because his dad was murdered, I think and it sent him down. Because he sees himself as well, the his only dad person wasn't murdered. Who can handle it. He was. Uh, well, he was almost attempted killed. murder, yeah. and at yeah. the yeah. time attempted he thinks murder. that he was yeah. Yeah. murdered, right? No, he doesn't think that he's dead. He's he's. This when he is, they think that briefly, the... yeah. but then you know he's in the hospital, and then he's trying to pre- protect him in the hospital. Yeah, he only and... agrees to do yeah. the hit after he comes out of the hospital, and that situation's already been resolved. So he knows his dad's alive, mm-hmm. okay, and he knows who orchestrated the hit. Yeah, yeah, but I think Sonny has already been killed by that point. Um, no, 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 he's he still hasn't. alive. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think he gets killed while Michael is in right. uh, Sicily. Yeah, I think he's motivated by revenge and rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then especially and he, after they um, they assassinate, well, they are trying trying to assassinate him and then mm-hmm. kill Apollonia instead. And yeah, she she was like the love of his life. He just uh, that new, whole thing was the new love up. of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. Like he still had the bruise on his face when they got married. Yeah, from when he got yeah. hit by that cop. Well, I think they have a line. I didn't notice this until this watch, but because uh, I also rewatched this for the show. But um, they have a line later where he got like some sort of like facial touch up or like surgery or something. Well, so they it say like it's they, because they the cop his... is supposed to have broken his jaw, even yeah, though it's okay. just one punch. That's why he. That's a he's... big plot point in the book. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think I, I think he was. It was supposed to be like a more serious injury than like a didn't black eye. See yeah, that yeah. Way. It, felt, it, it felt like, like, it was like just... he was really swollen up yeah. for a little while, yeah. but he didn't have a problem really talking or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's supposed to be much more brutal than it looks in the movie. Okay, but it seems like he just gets punched by one cop and they flies into yeah, it. Seems like that whole romance was like way. But I guess that what's that guy's name? You know the name of the sergeant who punches him, McCluskey. McCluskey. Yeah. That guy is just like the best right hook in the world, and just, like blasted him, <laughs> shatters, him, sends him to Italy, it punches him. Doesn't so even hard. have to be like it's just the if your face is turned the wrong way when you get punched, it's just like oh, it's sorry, you're fucked up forever. Yeah. Didn't, didn't... And possibly the you know it's it's the whole theme of like America has failed them, and it's like mm-hmm. he's getting beaten up by the police. Yeah. Because that, he, like, he's for, like, for I, not a I crime. For yeah. This country, I believed in something. He's a war hero. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that opening line in the movie is so good. Of that guy yeah. going, "I believe in America." And yeah. And then, it's a great scene of two guys who have never spoken why, why before in their life. There's a few people like that who smoke yeah. like 30 packs a day or something yeah. like that. I think the Italian guy, the the funeral operator, whatever he does. uh is dubbed offering. over. The mortician is dubbed over, and Marlon Brando has like three oranges in his mouth. At the time. It's like insane that they're talking to each other. Yeah. Like, thank God for some tales. Anyway, sorry, you're only yeah. on the first movie, and we're getting on so many tangents. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. Like I, I liked all that. Like I liked his origin story. He goes back for revenge, especially ap- after Apollonia. Like there's such a visible difference. Like not just from when he snaps and kind of is like, I'm going to kill the cop and I'm going to kill the other guy. Like yeah, that, so that's a... he, he becomes cold after Apollonia. Yeah. He goes back and, and gets K and he's like, I need you. Like he obviously doesn't really love her anymore. Like he, yeah. he felt what true love was with Apollonia, mm-hmm. but he's like, well, now I need a wife. Uh, so I'm going to take her, and he almost basically kidnaps her. Yeah, the, the woman yeah. that he abandoned. Like, he truly... Yeah, and she's like, it's yeah. too late, and he's just like, no, like, takes her from her job, yep. taking yeah. care of Leaves children. a bunch of kids in the street. They also mentioned that he's been home for a year at that yeah. point. Yeah, that so he didn't even the, the talk to her for a year. Yeah. Skip forward a little bit mm. for that. Yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, it was a really good movie. So if we move on to, to the next one where there's a lot more contrasting of um, young Vito Corleone um, and and how he got over from Italy. And th- there's a lot of like generational stuff going on. And I appreciated that in the first one too, where he goes to Corleone in Italy and he's like, where's all the men? And they're like, oh, they're all dead from vendettas. And, and he doesn't take that to heart. Yeah, he's like, I will do one of those. I yeah, think. I'll do that. To, I'll, do I'll kill all the men won't too. Happen to me? There yeah. must be one man who killed all the others, right? Yeah, That's so surely the the strongest man. <laughs> and it's the man named Corleone, right? Yeah, it's, it's my my city. Yeah. To make a a, a uh, lowbrow cultural reference, uh, I I always think of the the Sith. When I think of stuff like this, how they have the Sith have a yeah. master and apprentice, and the master the is always the guy who always killed, betrays, yeah. <laughs> always killed the previous master, and the the, the, the current master is like time to get an apprentice. Ah, <laughs> the promotion I I've deserved, and I need a subservient, but loyal will, companion. Who but I will never betray. die. I'm just going to teach him everything I know. <laughs> I'll just make sure that I will be obsolete and save everyone else from dying and enjoy myself. Dude, the head of the castle. I. I I do want to get on mic i love after watching the first movie the stuff that stuck with me the most was the italy stuff mm-hmm. of course mike being in italy in corleone some reason like those wide open shots of like the field and like how it looks yeah. and the contrast of I that in new two york guys his two guys the the giant house he lives in the car exploding i that stuff was my like my favorite part yeah. of one somehow yeah that really stuck with me a lot it's so awesome it's such a weird diversion it feels but it's like great. a downer plot point like it's not as exciting as you yeah. want in a movie well, like this but it I is think, so essential it's so i think fun. part of the reason that it's shot like that is that before he's doing stuff like directly for his family but he's doing it without having the like the same fire for it that the rest of his family does when he goes back to sicily he is connecting himself so literally to the reason that his dad did all this shit in the first place yeah he is like he experiences like horrible undeserved uh mob justice he experiences also like the possible like uh beauty and community of this culture that he could be a part of and then he goes back to dirty America to enact it. Like yep. he, he, he's like, he gets to go through the entire journey that Vito had in miniature. Yeah. Uh, which like, of course you don't really know about until the second movie, but in the book, all this stuff is blended together. So it's like meant sort of meant to work. Yeah. Way. Of course, since these movies flow so well into each other, it doesn't really matter. Part two. Yeah. Yeah. The tales yeah. of young Vito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a cool flow one into the other where, um, Vito was sent to America to escape violence in mm-hmm. Italy, and the reverse happens in um, yeah. in Michael's life. But they both learn um, the same lesson, which is that if somebody tells you this guy's too powerful, we can't kill him. They're wrong. You want to kill him? <laughs> well, <laughs> they are wrong. Every yeah, time. What do they say? If I've learned anything, and you can kill anybody, Michael yeah, says yeah. later in the and then, uh, it's, uh, So cool. There, there's some line like say, saying like. You know, you, you can't kill the the president or something like that. And of course, in the story, this is four years before uh, JFK. <laughs> they knew. The oh, the the foreshadowing in a lot of this because we know like everything that yeah. happens. Like they're in Havana and they're like, ah, oh, capitalism, it's great. Everybody's yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, group God. We have a sympathetic government. Yeah, yeah they kept saying that like four times. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and then like, they're there like on the day that guys, the president resigned. And they're like, we'll if, build a new Las if Vegas. If anyone here. listening to this is interested in a podcast where they talk about exactly what all those 
those mob guys thought about the Batista government in, in Cuba <laughs> and what they thought about what Castro did after that uh, and how he kicked all those guys out and they all went to Miami and got really mad. Um, you should listen to Blowback, uh, mm. specifically Blowback Season 3. It's a really, really good podcast by uh, Brendan James and Noah Colwyn. They really dig into the history of America's failed annexation of Cuba. Yeah, I was thinking the whole time. I was like, because like, I, I knew a lot about um, or vaguely about Latin American history because I took a Latin American art class, mm -hmm. contemporary art class in college. And um, because the political situation down there was very, very relevant to the mm -hmm. art movements that were ha happening, we talked a lot about like uh, Chile and people being disappeared and all that kind of thing. And um, I didn't know so heavily that Oh, we were just doing to Cuba the same thing that we did to fucking Hawaii. Oh yeah, like um, we but, had we had a playbook and we thought it would just work everywhere, and it turns out that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> not once uh, communism came into the game, it, and they, yeah. they were like, "Oh, we have an alternative superpower who can." It support was so you. funny for that like big meeting where uh, they're like, "Oh, every head of every company is here." It's mm -hmm. like, "Oh, thank yeah. you to all my friends." Oh yeah, the telephone company. They're like, "Big sugar, big fruit, big <laughs> telephone. Check out my gold telephone." Check out the gold phone. He's handing the gold Surely phone. Like, the guy's testing the weight of it. Like, is this fake or not? Yeah. 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 It was really funny to me that then you just insert two fake people there yeah it's like oh here's like all these real people from real companies and then michael corleone a random mafia guy mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and he's got like the fake title that they give him or something yeah they, it was like our who's well, he representing like our interests hotels. In, yeah. oh yeah like in hotels and leisure like tourists yeah, yeah leisure activities that's what yeah. they say yeah yeah yeah. that's um, funny so what i came out of with the second one and i've been thinking I think I've been thinking a lot more about the second one than the first one because I really enjoyed seeing Vito as a, a young man and, and the um, time period that he grew up in, in the um, 1910s and yeah. 20s, or not grew up in, but when he was a young adult, um, and, and how that really morphed him into who he was. But the juxtaposition of what he did it for and what Michael is doing for is really stark. And I, I really, really found that very interesting and how, so Vito was doing it because he saw injustice and mm -hmm. he wanted, and he knew he couldn't play by the rules like in yeah. order to get by. And he knew the police and the system were going he to help him. He's shown exactly that nothing works immediately upon arriving. <laughs> and this is something that he already understands because back home, his entire family was killed for basically no reason. Yeah. yeah. Because his dad said that the Don looked fat or some shit. Like, they don't even say. He, an insult they don't to say the Don. why. He, yeah. could, he could have said his name was stupid. He could have said, I think you It might not, not have, have been an actual oil. insult. It might not yeah. have been an actual insult. He might not have noticed when the guy walked in, so he didn't take his hat off and was yeah. like, oh, time to kill that guy. Yeah, he forgot to hold the door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it seemed like a, a lot of Vito's motivation in the flashback stuff is like it's it's more for it's more for the community like yeah. you can tell he really cares about that neighborhood and it's to protect other italian now italian americans like yeah. they go over in the first scene of the first movie where the guy they when the government yeah, why fails them come to me yeah. you go to the don and then he'll get the job done because yeah. the system you failed come you. to me first mm -hmm. yeah he yeah. didn't want to come to and me that's earlier. why he becomes the godfather is <laughs> that he's actually like deep down he is doing it for other people he's doing it for his family yeah um and he's doing it to be kind in a way yeah. like he's I, trying to be kind but he has 
a way of going about it. I does love that, that scene. he never does something horrible? Of course not. He, no. He I, I love that scene where he like in, intervenes to help that woman uh, uh-huh. with her rent or whatever. Yeah. $10 rent? Yeah. It's I so almost funny. threw a chair through my window when I heard well, that. No, no, no. It was he, he would I think it's $10 drop it off. by 10 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the rent. But I think the she, rent was they probably wanted to like raise $50. It. Yeah. He did want to raise it. Yeah. 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 No, that was just very can interesting. Can you crazy. close to Rhode Island? There's a mob presence there, right? Maybe you can know some guys. I need to. Oh, I'm sure West Rhode you, you keep going to that Italian... Uh, yeah, uh, grocery store. If I spend yeah. enough money there, yeah. maybe I can get a decrease in my rent. Or meet a guy <laughs> who will... Shoot someone with a towel gun. You know, a little cheaper and rain. Oh, that was really yeah. good using that as a silencer. So but then it was cool. on fucking fire yeah. afterwards. Great. Fucking hitman mission of unscrewing the light Unscrew bulbs. Unscrewing the light bulb. And then he does all that. And then Don still turns around and says, what are you doing here? Like, and why do you have that? It's I love that whole assassination. is awesome. Yeah. But you see the entire time, especially in um, scenes where the kids are in it and he's... Um, you know, the kids are having trouble or they don't have any money or the Don mm-hmm. wants to extort them or something like that. He's really concerned, like the looks on his face and the way he paces and shit and like as that. as the men were back then, when they were worried about something, they did not say anything. They, <laughs> yeah. they stared into space. Totally in the silent. old country, they taught you that if you had negative feelings about something or the other, you never spoke a single word of it, even to your closest, most trusted family members. <laughs> you got so fired hard. from your three cent an hour job at the grocery store you bring home a pair and, and you share a tender it. moment with your wife and you do not tell her shit nope. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's uh i i really enjoyed those scenes and then you go and see michael who did not have the hardship like he he grew up partially like maybe his first few years in that like poverty but he probably doesn't even remember it no, like for most of his not. life he's been you know in his father's been in the olive oil business and uh-huh. he's had a good home and he's built his way up to having this mansion and this whole entourage and he's everything. Joe College. His yeah, dad he went, sends he him went, to college. He went to college and then he had the luxury to choose to join the military, even though obviously you don't want to do that. But like he it's after his dad even, got him out of having yeah. to go to the military, he chooses to mm-hmm. go. Which yeah. I don't know if they I know during Vietnam, if you were in college, you could write for a deferment and they would give mm-hmm. it to you pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was the case during well, World War II. Well, like a lot anyway. of other things, if you were if you were rich or a member of a powerful family, you could easily just uh, write one letter to one guy and they would say, yeah, you don't have to go. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that so if he was already in college, then, oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, I appreciated that um, Michael didn't really... Like, none of them really appreciated why their father did this for them. Yeah. Like, how he got this way. They were spoiled brats, um, every single one of them. And Michael might have acted like he was doing this for his family and that this was, you know, revenge. Like, this is this is getting them out, of the th- like out from under the thumb of other mm-hmm. Dons or something like that. But it, he really became Don Chichi. He didn't become his father. He became a guy who would kill somebody at the slightest insult, like the slightest perceived insult or potential insult that they could have made against him. Mm -hmm. Um, He killed his brother, Fredo, after it seemed like they had made up. He killed his, uh, well, I mean, he deserved to die, but Carlo. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was in the first one. Uh, And then his sister somehow came running back to him um, because she had nowhere to go. He was so threatening that people kept coming back to him because they were afraid that 
he would kill them. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why Tom Hagen stuck with him the whole time. Because Tom oh, yeah. Hagen, like, saw everything. Like, I don't know why the fuck he stayed with him. I know why Tom Hagen stayed. Tom Hagen stayed because, like they talk about in the first movie, Vito picked him up off the street and said, you're one of my kids. So he wants to be considered a full brother to Michael. Yeah, and, and he, he says and that. in a way, he, he is. Like... Uh, he Michael is, is of course manipulating him when he says the stuff like I didn't let you in there because I don't want you to be biased by like the information you I need somebody who doesn't know yeah, about this shit. Gaslighting him. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think Tom knows all that, but I think at, there comes a point where he knows I'm in too deep. If I cross him or I leave, I'm dead. Oh yeah, yeah. At the end, yeah and they even talk about that. He's like yeah. being a dick to him. He's like. So are you going to leave? you going to take that new yeah, job? And yeah, he's yeah, like, I turned it down. And he's like, oh, you're going to take that job? Are you going to take that Vegas job? Vegas with your family. Yeah, yeah, take your mistress. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, everyone's so fucking... And um, Al Pacino does such a good job playing a threatening guy who doesn't say them. I mean, he yeah. says a lot in some scenes, but Man, when he's those, quiet, he's even more threatening. Yeah. that he can pull off in this movie, like the, the just like drilling a hole in the lens of the camera with his eyeballs mm. is so it's impressive. so funny to me that, like, this is where he came from as actor because, like, in so many movies since this, he's the loudest guy in the room. Yeah, he's just going be crazy. Yeah. 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 They remember the one scene that we keep repeating, yeah. and they're like, well, it, Al Pacino God. does volume changes. What if he, we could he, not go through He became some the guy who, who is, else? like... Nobody could ever tell him what to do on a set, and he just did whatever he felt like. <laughs> yeah. And like, I guess if you're in Godfather One and Godfather Two, but he's, sure, like you're but saying, he has he's... so much, so much restraint and so much talent in this movie. It's crazy to mm-hmm. me to see. Yeah, the the scene um, where, where Kay... even though I like his other movies, yeah, Kay comes to visit the kids while he's not there, and of course Connie is um, allowing her to do this, even though she's the one who's really been watching the kids, just mm-hmm. because you know. Connie sympathizes like nobody really likes Michael or wants to be around him anymore mm. like everybody well, he, all the things that would that made him human that we see at the beginning of the first movie gone. are completely gone and yeah. we get to watch him lose them one by one over the course of the first movie <laughs> and then a bunch of years what like six years or something happened in between Godfather so and many two years the and they know they hardly six, ever six tell you years. they tell they tell you what during the scene where they're where they're dancing uh, where Michael and Kay are dancing. It's been seven years he's supposed to have gone legitimate by five. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he spends all this time. So it's like at the end of Godfather 1, he has lost every redeemable human being trait that he used to have. And then they lived for seven years beyond that. <laughs> so it's like there are there are things that are that is keeping this family together, but it's certainly not human effort and connection. <laughs> yeah. And it gets worse and worse and worse over the course of the second film. And then at yeah. the end, he's... Like I love the end scene where they flash back to a scene where they're, um, where it's Vito's birthday, and they're waiting for him to come home so that they can surprise him with you know a big cake and everything, and they're all at table, and they really feel like a family until mm-hmm. they start kind of pushing Michael around. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you don't get to choose your future, and then everybody goes and gets up to greet Vito. And Michael is left alone, just like he is at the end of this movie. Yeah, like he great. he was always in a way alone. Um, he had always felt alone, but it's even worse now. Like it's a different type of alone. Totally, now. yeah. Um, but yeah, a really good couple of movies. I've I was tempted to watch the third one. 
Um, I don't know how that one is, considering it was made like twenty, people, to like fifteen years later. People say that it's bad. I don't. From, no one here has seen it. So. From my looking into it, I'm definitely going to watch it soon, probably sometime next week. It seems like it's just not as good as the other one. It's it's like an okay movie. It has problems like Tom Hagen's not in it, and they just say he died. Well, like also they just, the, I, the problem with these movies in general, I think, is there are a lot of characters that you like, and then they make in, in through the course of the movie they kill almost everyone in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so like by the end of The Godfather Part Two, there are not that many guys you like and remember. And then yeah. yeah, all the guys you met. And, and, uh, <laughs> and then another problem is, of course, that uh, in for The Godfather Three. Uh, well, for Godfather 1 and 2, he's drawing on um, historical stories that are very, like, recent. Like, a lot of the Cuba stuff, a lot of the stuff that we were doing in Cuba had only, like, just become declassified. And so that is, like, relevant, and it's something he had Mario Puzo help write as well, even though that wasn't a book at the time. They wrote sequels to the Godfather book, but those weren't out when Godfather 2 was made. Mm. So they were working on that stuff, and all that, all the the all the, uh, the, the Cuba stuff and the, quote, modern-day stuff was uh, original. So uh, then you get to three, and it's a time they're writing about a time that's not that close, that's not that far away from when The Godfather one was filmed, as opposed to when it took place. It's like okay, we're like twenty years on or whatever, and it's like okay, what do we use for the story? And they, I want to say it was Coppola got so obsessed with this one story about corruption in the Vatican that he really, really wants to. Yeah, use it. that's right. It's something about like, like buying real estate in yeah. the Vatican. It's so crazy. Pope. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll report back. Uh, yeah, when I, when I watch um, it, we'll shove it into our episode about something else. Yeah, get really... <laughs> fucking chocolate milk or whatever the fuck you guys <laughs> talk about. about Twenty-year sequels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nick, you were in the same boat as me with, with yes. not having seen The Godfather. So when are you going to? Yeah, see sure. Um, Break so... down for us. Don't, don't break down that hard. Um, so I had not seen the film The Godfather, and I was going to have a busy weekend uh, at the end of the weekend. So I'm like, all right, look, here's how I'm put it on 1.5 speed while I'm driving, and yeah, I'll watch yeah. it on my phone. Subway surfers, Subway surfers in the, in the other uh, uh, window. No, um, I uh, decided to do Godfather one in the afternoon, then take a, a break of a few hours, have dinner, and to do some other, get a workout in, do some other things, and then watch Godfather two that night. That Insane. was my plan. Um, a full day. Yes, it absolutely a full they day. Do, of, they do marathon these movies on cable around Thanksgiving time. Yeah, that's so that's, that's usually. I was thinking about it. how long Godfather two would be on cable. Why is Thanksgiving is it, the yeah. time for marathons? So you're stuck it, at your. Parents', parents house, house. and they have cable. And yes. they have cable, They do yeah. the same thing with the Harry Potter movies. Also, yeah. there are a lot of families who are desperate to not talk to each other about mm-hmm. whatever is going on in life. So it's right. good to have something you can talk to them about to say, oh, man, I remember when this movie Watch came a movie out. about Just a family killing each other, yeah, <laughs> falling God, apart. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> Yelling and anyway. punching each other. Yeah, if you don't want to watch sports. Um, <laughs> I had Emily next to me the whole time playing Pokemon, and it's... Uh, Is she done playing Arceus yet? Uh, no, she's not. She's, she keeps moving back and forth between different games. If you were looking if you were looking to get my copy of that game, you were going to be waiting. Oh, no, I, I wasn't waiting. I, I was just making just a curious joke. as a, like a yeah. anomaly at yes, this point. Yes. <laughs> if, if she'll no, she keeps yeah. bouncing around between different Pokemon games uh, and doing different things. Right now, she is playing... Uh, my old copy of Pokemon Moon because every time she brings up something that happened in Gen 7 of Pokemon, I say, I don't remember it that way. And that's because I played the base version. <laughs> she played the Ultra version. And the Ultra version sounds like 
the single player aspect anyway kind of sucks like all the all the decisions are worse and that's because they wanted it to be different and they so they changed them for the sake of making them different like the last boss of Gen 7 is the is the professor. It's Professor Kuku. He's the champion. That's the big cool. reveal at the end. And it's cool. And he has a good team and it's fun. Spoilers but, for Pokemon. I'm cutting that. <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> you want me to keep in yeah. talking about Pokemon? Sure, Star? why not? Anyway, the Godfather. <laughs> so, uh, I had a... Uh, I really enjoyed the first movie. Uh, I was so like completely blown away by the visuals of this movie i would i, want, I would like to talk about that i already talked i about, wish like, my tv the... wasn't so dark for this entire <laughs> oh, film i no, could it's hardly great. see anything yeah, and you... then i finally got fed up with it and i turned the brightness all the way up and then i tried <laughs> to adjust the contrast and the saturation so it wouldn't be so bad but it still looked like everyone's a wearing gray deep fried godfather i was, I was <laughs> Seriously considering, like maybe I should get a new TV, and I'm like, no, I can't fucking do that right now. To hell. Oh, so <laughs> it's a smoky room. I've complained about it before. Bleach but... white Michael Corleone. Yeah. What was the first time, like you guys? When came I to came my place? over, because uh, we were going to record the Yakuza Zero episode, I saw you playing Yakuza Zero on your TV, a game that I had it just looks been, like that. I had just <laughs> yeah. playing yeah. like 15 minutes ago in my own home. So in my I, home, where in my your home, wife sleeps. Where my wife sleeps. Where I go. Your Play Yakuza. Or my my children play Yakuza. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I had just been been playing the game, and I show up at your place, and you're playing the exact same game in the exact same location that I was. Looking at the TV, I'm like, that doesn't look like that. It it looks wrong. That's not what Kamurocho looks like. Japan is green? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so so the the lighting in this movie... Absolutely incredible, Couldn't like, tell. like artistic oh. choices. Just like something that you know is even reflected on the poster is to have this lit from like the bottom when the people are discussing uh, mob business behind closed doors in smoky rooms with Venetian blinds. They are doing it uh, like it's the, the other light, way around. Yeah. Actually, it's it's top lit. Oh, top lit. Sorry, yeah. my mistake. Um, they called the director of photography, I think his name is Kumo or Como or something, yeah. the Prince of Darkness Great. <laughs> because a, of the way he yeah. shot this and it's, movie. And it's really, really impressive. You know, and it takes uh, the, the, the DP and um, uh, the gappers and everyone so much work. So many different people, uh, like everyone who fucking makes props and the set designers and everything. Every location in this movie is fucking perfect. Everything is lit just right just completely stunning to look at i love that you can't see people's eyes yeah. most, when they're inside right when the they time. are when they're so inside cool. and they look like ghosts yeah they are surrounded by death at every point it is you know a tragedy it's a royal tragedy where everyone is in a tomb right they're all in yeah. a mausoleum they do look that's, totally that's mausoleum. how that's how it looks every time they're inside discussing mafia business oh i meant to say the reason i did watch this movie is of course you know i wanted to watch one of the alleged greatest movies of all time but i had had a really bad week at work and i was just like i just want to sit in a dark room and watch old people talk to each other and i don't want <laughs> anything else to happen so i put on the godfather and mm-hmm. That's it, it works perfectly for a nice quiet movie to watch for a long period of time. Yeah. Um 
I really uh, enjoy the the family dynamics here. I mean, uh, the late James Caan as uh, Sonny is, yeah. is amazing. One of the best. Great performance. He doesn't even have, in the grand scheme of things, that many scenes. But he is so good. Charming. And, Incredibly uh, charming. I saw this thing that on uh, Twitter that I really enjoyed where someone was talking about, like, hey, all like everyone talks about how he's a, like an emotional dipshit who, who can't control his temper. But every time while he's acting as Don, Son- Sonny says, we should do this or I want you to do this. He's always right. Like he's he, like, yeah. but somebody always, usually Tom Hagen tells him, no, we can't do that because of this, because of that, like a, a boring, stupid reason, which Tom Hagen should realize all the rules are, are stupid. Mm. And following well, he's a them lawyer, is, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 he doesn't. It's all about the rules. But when Sonny does fly off the handle, he falls for an obvious trick he and falls, gets shot three million times right, on the freeway. He wouldn't have had so any much. time to be uh, turned to complete Swiss cheese if... Uh, like you know, Tom Hagen had let him do the the other reckless, stupid thing that he wanted to do first, which is to like completely cut those guys off at the neck. I think that would have and Michael been a bad Michael idea. literally does exactly that at the end of the movie. <laughs> All at once, though. <laughs> yes, I, I don't true. think Sonny was right. Is the take you want to lead think he's with right. here? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> instead of doing the incredibly risky thing and sending the the third son of the family to shoot these two guys directly, uh, Sonny's like, "Why don't we just blow up his car with him in it?" Uh, and then I feel like that probably would have worked. You'd have to have both of them in it at the they same were, time. They, they, they and then it could have looked the like the car but... just blew up and yeah. not like anybody did it. I mean, obviously, you might have thought it was a car bomb, but yeah. it could feasibly be. <laughs> The happens. engine. Sunny, anyway, Sonny is great. Sonny is great. Sonny is a great wow. character. I can't whether, whether or not he is right, I guess, is not really the point of what I was trying to say. Yeah. He, he um, really, really reminded me of uh, uh, Henry Hill's character from Goodfellas. Oh, or, yeah. Well, I guess not. The, the, that's the real guy he's based off of, yeah. I guess, right? But yeah, anyway. Ray yeah. Liotta's got Ray uh, Liotta, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So, man. And James Caan, so just incredible in the role. And. It's a I good also... thing he got out of that cabin with that crazy old lady <laughs> after that car crash when he was writing he, that, he those novels. The, he used all the, the money from cracking safes in the Michael Mann movie. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine that's all the same guy, <laughs> even though he dies in Godfather 1. <laughs> all that stuff had to have happened to him before, I guess. Even though timeline-wise, it did, all those movies, <laughs> the, both the movies we mentioned came out after Godfather 1 and yeah. take place after Godfather 1. Anyway. Sorry, um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I think... I think that every good family should have at least one fail son. Um, hey, wait a minute. Look, I said maybe more than one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, how many times am I allowed to joke? I almost introduced you as, um, I don't want anything to happen to him while my mother's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. Not dumb. Like people, not like like people say. Says. Not dumb. <laughs> Me every single day. And Cam shares a book with Alex so that Alex knows that once mom dies. (laughs) Don't go out on any boats. When Cam and I hug, Cam's giving the look to Alex like, kill this motherfucker. I did think it was weird that that Cam kissed you on the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was was me. (laughs) Yep. In his home. Uh, So, uh, yeah. I really loved the, the... connection like these these all these like elaborate family connections that are the things that keep Vito well respected in the community and the thing that turns it turns out the reason that everyone is fucking pissed off at him 
are because they're like, you're, you're doing it well and you're not sharing it with us. It's like, we didn't do the work to have these political connections, but we should have them. Yeah, and, and they it, want to sell heroin to kids. Yeah, they <laughs> want to sell heroin. Yeah. To and Vito doesn't want to do that. I, yeah. I want to sell drugs. Use your political connections to make that happen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's like that doesn't make any sense, and it's not fair. But it doesn't matter because these guys are used to getting what they want, no matter what. And if people disagree with them, uh, and they think they can get around it, they're just going to kill them. The the tragedy of this whole thing being that this probably wouldn't have gone down the way it did if Sonny did was able to keep his fucking mouth shut during the negotiations mm, because. Yeah. The the reason they're like, if we knock off Vito, everything will be fine, is because Sonny expresses interest in selling yeah, heroin to they, children. They <laughs> think that he'll go for it yeah. after his dad is dead. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Vito doesn't want to do it because of ideals uh, and because of, like, you know, perfectly legitimate good reasons. Yeah. But... Yeah, he doesn't if, want to do it because it's more dangerous. Like, yeah. if they get caught, then they get caught. And, and he doesn't that think that the powerful. political connects yeah. will go for it. Yeah, They'll say exactly. that that's a real crime. Mm-hmm. Gambling, that's a forgivable crime. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. So very, as we know, very forward thinking. Like, a lot of mafia stuff that is set way later gets uh-huh. into this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, this, there's a whole thing about the Sopranos. Like, uh, there, it, that's a big thing in that show where... Anytime anyone gets involved, like running heroin or something, it is so much more of a jail sentence yeah. that they Oof. will be more inclined to flip mm-hmm. and to rat on their friends because it is like you are going away for life if you get fucking mm-hmm. if they get you on that. So, but like, also, it's just like a, it is a, a such a volatile thing. Like you can't if your power is in connections to powerful people. Then unless you are literally selling them heroin, they are probably not going to want to be associated with you in any way. Yeah, Yeah. and the war on drugs isn't going to happen for another 30 years. Yeah. (laughs) So this is like, like Vito has perfectly legitimate reasons, both emotional and logical, not to do this. And Sonny's like, that sounds like a lot of money, though. And that's just like one thing he says. I love when he he interjects and says... Wait, we would get a lot of money from this? Yeah. Like in the yeah. meeting, that's like almost exactly what he says. Yeah. It's like, you can guarantee and he that he causes the plot of the movie that way. But mm. uh, I also love how, like, Vito is, is used to thinking, like, why on earth would somebody come after me for this? Like, I'm not, I like, he's like, I have not, there's no reason for somebody to make an enemy out of me yeah. because I treat people well. Sure, I'm doing all of these crimes, but I'm doing these crimes to help other people. And the other Dons, like, are not going to muscle in my territory because I have all these connections and all these other things. But it's like, you're driving around with your dipshit fail son, and you're just, like, completely unprotected with no other people around you going to go, even just to do the thing that you love, just, like, to get, like, uh, some fresh fruit from fruit stands. His bodyguard was sick? Yeah. 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 Maybe it was convenient. Yeah, it was. Yep. Uh, I do like that the guy is actually sick though. Like, yeah. like yeah. you could think you think it's a lie because he's like, oh, he's been sick for a while. It's like, oh, is this guy flaking on him? And then he shows up. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, boss. Got you. Well, that's what he always sounds like. Yeah, that's what he always sounds like. <laughs> um, we'll be seeing him no more. Yeah, he's allergic to the lead paint and asbestos that he lives. <laughs> he should have been eating those oranges. Uh, oh, the oranges. He did get scurvy. The vitamin C really. Well, that real him. quick, while we're on the while you mentioned the orange thing, I think it's so funny. Another like just goof, like they just wanted oranges in the shot to like brighten up all the dark, the darkness of the first movie, and then people ended up saying, "Oh, it fo- it." Um, it's thematic, yeah. Yeah, foreshadows. yeah, it foreshadows death or something bad about to happen. So in the second movie. 
they throw so many oranges in it. It's insane. At yeah. one point, <laughs> early in the movie, a guy comes in to meet Michael, and Michael's like, what is that? And he's like, it's an orange. From Miami. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so funny. But that it's a great does... example of Godfather 2 yeah. playing the hits a little too hard. I think it as it's My, a sequel. One, one of the two notes I wrote for this film yeah. was oranges all over the place. Crazy. People so, are drinking orange juice. It's like this, eating oranges, throwing oranges. Thematic. I'm not even going to talk about whether or not it is intentional because listening to the... Uh, the fucking commentary with Coppola has uh, let me know that only like five percent of that movie is even supposed to happen. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was an accident. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I accidentally made the the greatest sequel of all time. No big deal. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but like I'm just t- t- thinking about it as it is. Like not even thinking about like how it was made, or the the artist's intention or whatever. But looking at it the way it is, Godfather Two is all about like. It is all about the excess. It's about forgetting the reason you were doing this in the first place. It's about going too far, and now you've completely lost sight of any original goals. Like, what what is the stated reason, right, for for Vito or Michael doing all this stuff in the movie? It's like to protect our family. In two, what family? Who's left? There's like two guys left, and he kills yeah. both of them. Like, it's it's really. I think that he does want to. I think there are a lot of ways to read like his motivations mm-hmm. and stuff. But the way I always got it was that he's. I mean, this is giving him too much credit or too much like credit on his personality or morals or whatever. But he wants it to go legitimate, no matter what it takes, and he doesn't want. He's eliminating any possible threat to that, even if it means killing his brother and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, all like members of the other families because like with fredo members of his own family people who could help him yeah Yeah. like fredo is like the ultimate one because it's like well he fucked up one time that showed that he could potentially get me killed and it's like so that's it cut it off forever Mm -hmm. like no forgiveness that's it done yeah and it's but it is totally he's just evil at that point but like but he he also does want things for his kids if yes. like he genuinely loves and wants his kids to have the best but he does he doesn't know how to do that anymore he doesn't have real things for them like there's there's the wedding at the beginning of the first movie where everyone is happy and everyone knows each other and mm-hmm. they're all you know together and it's this great big joyful thing and then you have this extremely fake enormous First communion yeah. party. It's which, just bullshit. It's all totally capitalist. Yeah, nobody they invited a bunch of people who don't even know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah and and Italian music. Yeah, it makes makes a show of uh, donating to um, the university, yeah. having the senator there, the politician who hates his guts. Geary, <laughs> I love yeah. that scene with Geary. Geary so the scene awesome. with Geary is so good. Geary gets to be uh, gets to have a nice uh, intimidating speech and be racist at Michael for a little while, and then Michael gets to deliver the line that Cam, Alex, Seb, and I have been repeating to each other uh, the, for the past whole week. My offer is this. Nothing. 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 Yeah. And then, um, his... Not even the fee for the gaming license, which I would like you to put up. Yeah. yeah. I like how Geary turns the cannon towards him when he's talking to him, yeah. too, on his yeah. desk. He points it back. Very you know? good. Uh. But um, last thing I wanted to add to that was his son later on says, a bunch of people gave me presents. I didn't know who they were. Yeah. So unlike at the wedding where everybody knew who everybody was or was meeting other people's significant others, I he's love just that getting line. shit for people What is the know. singer's name from the first movie uh, that they know? I remember. Oh, I didn't oh, remember. You mean the, the guy who becomes yeah. an actor in movies? The, the fake yeah. Sinatra guy. says like uh, a CU last name. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he, everyone knows who he is. He's not he's Johnny not, something. Not directly connected. Fontaine? Johnny Fontaine? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
I think that's um, he's like he's from the neighborhood or yeah, something. Yeah, and he's like, someone yeah. that Vito has a connection with, but like everyone swarms around him when they see him, and yeah. they have they all have like a connection to him in some way, even. So I they don't even part. have that. Like they, it's like a politician, one guy from fucking uh, the East Coast, and like Fredo, and yeah. and then uh, and his sister, of course. Yeah. And her fucking shitty husband, which is great. I love that guy. That guy sucks. Mar- <laughs> yeah. Merv, Marv, yeah. Ma- yeah, Merle, Merle, Merle. Um, and Michael won't even acknowledge that he's there. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, if he's you like, you should divorce man. him. Like, you should or not or don't marry him. He yeah. sucks and all this. She's and he's sitting this in right front there. of him. It's yeah. so good. It's Girl, yeah. yeah, it's a powerful. So, yeah, the so guy already knows not to say anything. He so asks for a movie. drink and he just ignores him yeah. <laughs> until his sister asks. This movie is all about that it's all about like well look you're more powerful than you've ever been you you made the godfather you know like you like the this great story of like of success at a cost and you know overcoming this, your, yeah, overcoming where you like, start yeah. yeah and it's like now what and this it's perfectly like juxtaposed with Vito having like reasons to do all this shit he goes up against two like guys who get uh, corrupt and so assure of their own power and he kills both of them and he becomes the exact kind of person that we see in the first movie and we but we understand his reasons for all of that when you see his uh, family get killed for incredibly petty and stupid reasons and you see him look at the statue of liberty while he's, uh, he's getting quarantined for smallpox and uh, that's one of the stories that from the commentary by the way where he's like oh this happened to my grandmother uh, it's so my, crazy. My grandmother when they're just like stay in this Mellis room Island. for three months. Yeah. Look at the Statue of yeah. Liberty. We can't we can't let you you know into the general population yet because you have smallpox, which is again a funny thing to think of like even having that level of. Imagine being kept away uh, from someone wow. because you have a communicable disease. Yeah, I know that would be crazy. Or well, like the the state <laughs> doing something to protect other people within the state. That would be crazy. Um, all that Ellis Island stuff rules because mm-hmm. I this is the first time I had rewatched this movie since I had actually been there, mm-hmm. and it was it's like so cool. It is like the. Definitely the real location that they dressed up to look just like it used to. How do you think they did the shot where he looks out at the uh, Statue of Liberty? Because I have the answer. I want to know. I want to know what you think. How did, how did they do the shot where uh, young Vito looks out at the Statue of Liberty and hums an old Italian song? They moved the Statue of Liberty closer. It is a poster. It is just a poster All of the right. Statue of Liberty <laughs> through, awesome. through like a, a fake pane of glass. It's good. Uh, and yeah, it looks, it, good. It looks great. And they said that, oh, now, you know, it's a museum and they have it reconstructed all the way uh, just like it was. But when we were filming this movie, none of that had been done. Interesting. So yeah. we were making the interior of Ellis Island out based on pictures we had of what yeah, it was like. Yeah, that's crazy. It wow. looks, it looks just nuts. like the restoration. Yeah. Cool. I definitely would have thought that they had just gone, like, they had gone there. <laughs> yeah. Truly. That's so cool. It is really cool seeing something like that and being like, I was there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I went it's, there. It's very neat. That's yeah. how like, I was watching it... Vertigo the other day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, all so those... And they do their right. tourist run of San Francisco in that movie. Yeah. Go take a meeting in Even the middle like of the, the Mirror stuff, Woods. <laughs> uh, when they're doing, like, the medical inspection, they would draw on their, their clothes with chalk. And yeah. I thought it was such a cool... And they had uh, all the different symbols that they would actually used so wow like that was like the Re- real thing return to sender they would write on yeah, basically <laughs> ship this one back so yeah we had like I, I just really was blown away by this i like godfather 2 more than one mm-hmm. I, I i think that 
the like the story of just like completely overblown just american like greed and uh like overconsumption and just completely getting in on yourself like this like lake, lake tahoe as a place has no history no connection yeah that's no, the, like, that's the real bow on it is yeah. that his base is in lake tahoe it's like dude like what they move from dude? new york to vegas in the first movie but he doesn't stay in vegas to make his base of power yeah. they have stuff there but he's like out on lake tahoe he, he's like he has he a fucking lake desert lake house resort yeah. like yeah what what kind of fucking criminal conspiracy takes place at a lake house resort? And the answer is a really tacky one. And everything in this movie is so tacky. Like, you know, are we going to, we're going to be in Cuba with a friendly government? And I, and I like Michael, who's always coming at this from a eye of strategy of who's winning and who's losing, not in terms of should I be nice to these people who might pay me a lot of money, instead of thinking it even in terms of like as a, as a friend or as family or what's going on, he's like, well, if I had to bet on one side or the other, I think the Rebels are going to win this, which yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. They're driving down the street, and he's like, you guys worried about this? And yeah. It's like a guy <laughs> blowing himself up in the street, and they're uh-huh. like, this is I all going to blow I do, up. I do love that line. He's yeah. like, he specifically is like, they uh, they have to pay the soldiers, but the Rebels are like, yeah. they're blowing themselves up for free. Yeah. They, they, they actually win care this. about this. Yeah. That is, I, I, I mean, love all the Cuba stuff, because this was at the height of the Cold War. Well, maybe not the height of the Cold War, but this was filmed during the Cold War when we were very much not happy with Cuba and yes. they still made it look like, oh, we were we were doing bad in, in oh, Cuba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this also is, Yeah, real documented history. It, yeah. Like but of course, yes, you're right. It is subversive in that way yeah. to say like, hey, look at this. The things that were going on in Cuba Cuba were obviously bad and yeah, even Cabin though, wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, they even okay. like so I don't know if you like really clocked it, but it was very obvious. Um, Roth has a cake brought out with Cuba on it. Uh-huh. And they are all taking all pieces of it, yeah. as he says. Yeah, yeah, he says, like, oh, you get this and you get that. We all get a piece, yeah. yeah. But then he wants a smaller piece. Yeah. What, what does that so mean? Hard. And he's not wearing a shirt. What does that mean? <laughs> Would you like it to know? I, I do know why that is, but you go ahead. chest hair is shaped like Cuba, too. Yeah, all right. So for for Alex and Seb, because Cam, I think, already read the IMDb trivia or whatever. Listen to several podcasts. Thank you very much. Yeah, in the sauna. Uh Francis Ford Coppola wanted uh, Elia Kazan to play Hyman Roth. And Elia Kazan's like, I'm not going to do it. But when he goes to see Elia Kazan to try and convince him, he's not wearing a shirt. And so this this old Jewish man uh, talking about the way things were, the way things are, the way things should be. And Coppola is just struck by the idea of like, I can't believe this weird this this weird is doing this right now. It, it's Roth a reverse power yeah. move yeah. to make yourself look like obviously I I don't know Elliot Kazan, but I imagine not flattering with his shirt off probably. Probably not. So no, like, that, that age definitely not. It's like I'm gonna show you my belly, my like my <laughs> as a power move almost. It yeah. turns into. And, just when they all the Hyman Roth stuff I really like especially the when they go to his house hair. and he's getting yeah like the hairiest shoulders in the world yeah and like he's getting that's, brought a tuna sandwich while he's watching football that's like, true power oh, he or baseball really weird too. Oops, yeah he's like, got his he's leg like over this, the chair the arm which, which I do also but it was such weird a so comfortable example. yeah of all I these guys like who too. fight so hard for their power, and then what do they want the power for? To watch TV. They could do that with nothing. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do this. You just want a tuna sandwich? Just make one. A house, a house in Lake Tahoe, a place in fucking Miami Beach, a, 
a, a smaller piece of your cake. You do not need to rule the world because you don't have real goals. You want to be on the top, but you don't have a reason for it. Your not, goal is not to change the world. Your goal is to just be on top of it, and that's it. You're just doing it for its own sake at that point. None of these guys mm -hmm. like to give up power or to hand the reins to someone else, even though they don't. Are they're going to do anything with it? Yeah. These these guys are not saying I'm going to run this city, I'm going to rule the world or whatever. When you have everything you want, when you basically have people who will literally get themselves killed for you, the most extravagant thing you can think of is a big party with shitty food where you make even more connections. Canopies. Yeah. Like what? What are you doing this for? I and like, I do think know, it is a lot of um. You've gone this far or risen so high you can't imagine losing it so you yes. just like, you have to keep do anything to keep it yeah. but like why hyman roth will yeah. get kill michael for no basically no reason when he's yes. gonna die like next week yes uh, you're exactly just because right. he wants two million dollars yeah. <laughs> like why this it, the, the money, amount of money these these two are fighting over hyman roth and michael might as well be inconsequential yeah, yeah. um and like Fredo getting killed, like, yes, Fredo's an unreliable guy, weak, stupid, and emotional, and he's dumb, like people say, not smart, like he says. He's not smart. Yeah. Um, not dumb, <laughs> everybody says. But, like, you don't get another brother after you kill him, you yeah. know? Like, what if, if we're talking about what the point yeah, is... Yeah, your mom's like, already dead. You're yeah, not going to yeah. get another your, your brother. Mo your mom's already dead. Your dad's dead. Your other brother is dead. Uh, all the people that you have any connection to in the world, like either fear you or hate you and like you are going to kill your brother your brother who probably would have learned his lesson after this uh oh yeah fredo's never gonna fuck up again probably or no not in that <laughs> yeah, way he's just I don't gonna think. go out on a yeah. boat and and be a chill uncle that's yeah, what exactly. he's gonna do he might help you raise your son that's going to turn out to be way more evil than you oh um, a line i'm sorry i keep bringing up things that weren't even in the movie at this point but uh one thing I heard that a scene they shot that was cut out or a line that was written is um, like at one point, uh, Kay says to Michael, like, have you seen what our son has become? And Michael's like, you know, he what's what's wrong her. with him? And yeah, he just yells at her. But um, originally, Kay was supposed to be like, uh, what's his name? V the kid's name is Vito, right? Anthony Vito. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Vito does something wrong, like messes up or like makes a mess. And he's like, is dad going to have me? killed like his dad gonna take revenge on me and Kay is like out. yeah and Kay says why does our eight-year-old son know the word revenge like he shouldn't know that like he shouldn't be worried about this like this concept should not be relevant to him mm -hmm. but i just thought that was so awesome i wish they had yeah. kept that in I, but I his son is just fucked like you can yeah. see it from the whole movie like gotta watch Godfather three. when they're sitting in the room and at the end um waiting for fredo to leave and his sister comes in and asks the kids to leave and they don't move until Michael just looks at, like gives them a look yeah. and then the kids leave. Like they won't even listen to anybody else because they're so scared of him. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. it's crazy. And like, the, so yeah, that's the, I guess the general point I'm trying to make is that these guys are like, have completely lost sight of any goal and any value and are doing all of this stuff for its own sake. And I think that in that way, the movie losing all of the the magical, fantastical elements of the first one, the the ghostly lighting, the the shadowy plots in, in rooms, everything is so tacky in this movie, in a, in a way that feels intentional telephone. to me. 
Yeah. Gold telephone. Gold telephone. Cuba K. The the fucking the, the 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 shitty the shitty food at the communion. The nobody's pronouncing the name right. Nobody cares where anything came from. And yeah. it's like the uh, one million people you don't know at your son's first communion party. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like it's just completely. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I've, a I've networking been... event. Hyman Roth is this big boss enemy, and he is eating a tuna sandwich and watching a football game where he doesn't really care who wins. Yeah. This is might as well be a VHS tape. Of a game Might as well ago. be. What the fuck are you doing this for? And it's just, uh, I really loved this. Yeah, I, that's fun. That the the things I was saying are why I like it better than one. But of course, they're both great movies, and I had a really good time watching it. I would recommend anybody who um, enjoyed it a lot uh, and wants to go for a second run through. Uh, to watch the uh, the Coppola commentary because it was really cool to hear him talk about this mm-hmm. stuff and to hear just how many of the things that he that I thought were either from the book which I haven't read or were script editions for Coppola to be like oh this happened to a family member of mine so <laughs> many of them, so many of these little tangents like oh the thing with the smallpox that happened to my grandmother oh this thing with the with the the landlord that happened to you know my my dad's friend uh the the thing with the stolen rug is a story from this and like all every oh man the stolen rug every single little bit oh uh, i can't go without mentioning de niro does not talk a lot in in his performance but he is so fucking good i like his brando impression yeah (laughs) that he does sometimes not always when he's talking he like turns that on yeah but he only does it yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's inconsistent yeah. yeah oh also um uh he wins an award for the, he wins an oscar uh, i forget if it's an oscar but it's yeah. interesting because two people have won an oscar for playing the same character yep because marlon brando, brando uh, wins it uh, and de niro, de niro wins yeah. it so really it's Vito that gets all those awards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so uh, alex himself. what did you think of the godfather wow. the godfather um yeah, so I my first experience with these movies was I want to say like five or six years ago, um, so still pretty recent. Um, they had been blind spots for me for a while, despite being very into this kind of movie. It's daunting. You yeah, know? it's like oh, I guess I got to sit here for three hours and watch I the mean, greatest we definitely movie ever made. Have, uh, classic film blind spots for sure, as yeah. we talked about on this show. But I um, it's impossible to to get all of them unless you go through a systematic list. Yep. So I did both. I did both of these movies pretty close together, and um, it had pro- it had been a good five years. So I was really excited to have a chance to rewatch it. I've seen one since then, but I had not rewatched two since the first time I had seen it. Um, I like. I think I like one a little bit more. I think it, it's a, part of it is the combination of like all of the iconic lines that I love and a lot of the characters that I really like. A lot of characters that I like. Don't make it out of one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Luca Brasi is only in. Uh, I, I want a whole movie yeah, about Luca Brasi. Really, yeah. So it is like, uh, like it's, but the scene towards the end of two, when you get like the family together again, I was like, oh, it's all my guys. Like it is like, yeah. And that's not really what that scene is about. But no. it kind of is though, a little yeah, bit. A little like bit. look at what he's lost, or yeah, what, you know. Part, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I really like the first movie i think it's a little bit more a little bit more focused i think two maybe has more to say but i think this one the the first movie is tighter which is funny to say about a three-hour movie yeah i Um, think that one's more straightforward two is like weaving all over the place and i like a lot of the convoluted plots and stuff i like 
that you're not really even clear what Michael's gambit is half the time. And it, it feels intentional. It feels like they're trying to mislead you, the audience, in a couple places that I really like. Mm -hmm. um, and especially picking some of that stuff up on the rewatch, like him telling other people it was it was Roth who wanted to kill me. And it's like, oh, okay, even though you know that he wants this guy dead also. Yeah. It's like all that stuff is super interesting. Um, I uh, I mentioned it earlier. I interjected with it a little bit, but it is so crazy to see Al Pacino in this role. And I know him from like his movies in the '80s and '90s, where he is just an insane person the whole time. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> his like hit song down. "Don Pacino," of yep. course. <laughs> like um, his character in Heat is like a parody of himself. Like it truly is like yeah. crazy. Um, but uh, it, it, all of it is kind of there. Like when he gets big and he gets loud in this movie, it is like, oh yeah, I could like hearing him do the line we've said a million times about uh, where his kids play with his toys or uh, with their toys. But like that is like not even that's like super close to him shouting about the woman's great ass in Heat. It's yeah. like it's, it's right there. You and can you think like how long did it take? Pacino and De Niro to get together again for a movie because in this one obviously they don't talk to each other they're separated yeah. by years of time and everything like that but uh, when do you get Pacino and De Niro together again for Heat yeah uh, is it is one of my favorite movies 20 so years later great movie it's, it's, great it's, movie. A, it's a touch point for me for this but um, I it was just so interesting to see some of the cast, uh, the casting and stuff getting to notice a couple guys who would pop up in the Sopranos and stuff I'm pretty sure uh, the actor who plays Junior Soprano is in this movie. I recognize yes. his voice, but he, he looks way plays... younger. Ron. Oh, shit. Johnny Ola. He, I was yeah. just looking it up at yep. work today. He plays Johnny Ola, uh, who is the one who... really important to this movie, but it's easy to miss if you're not You could attention. not even know he was there. He's yeah. the one who communicates with Fredo yeah. about and he's the, the one who, betrayal. who sits in with Michael and has that conversation right at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yes. you, can, yeah. you can pinpoint... The place where Michael loses the last shred of his humanity when they're in that weird club, that weird like and Superman porno. has a super dick. Yeah, Superman <laughs> yes. has a super dick. That's right. And um, Fredo is like, oh yeah, Johnny Ola, who he he said that like He's never it, it was met obvious before, yeah. like yeah. Michael hadn't believed him really before, mm -hmm. but now this just confirmed it. Like he already knew Johnny Ola. And you, you like you just see him just hold his head yeah. in his hands and like and he's like realizing right. he has he's gonna kill his brother yeah, too. I, yeah, it's I have crazy. to do it. Yeah. Spoiler: You don't have to do it, but you, you don't have to. Don't have, you do not have to kill your brother. <laughs> Gotta hand it to him. <laughs> but it's interesting. I like I I was a little bit mixed on the like two plot lines. I think that the, this movie is three and a half hours and it has a lot to get out there. But it is I I think the. Um, the De Niro stuff, the Vito Corleone stuff is interesting, but I don't know if it has, like, I, I, I wish it came together a little bit better. It, it's being technically a prequel, they, like, can't do a ton with it, but it was, like, all of the scenes were interesting. It's just that I didn't think it... The Vito stuff doesn't have as direct of an ending as the Michael stuff. Yeah, I, I wish it kind of climaxed in a similar way. I think like, it totally... Well, yeah, no, you're right. It, I think necessarily needed it like it climaxed in a way of it completes like we, Vito's story but has you know it doesn't 
Mm-hmm. Like like Nick's saying, like Michael's story goes on a, a lot longer yeah. after the end of right. Vito's story. Yeah, yeah. you stop like, seeing Vito when there's still like 20 minutes left in the movie. I don't know. Michael's probably never even heard this story of what happens. You he know what I mean? He's the kind of guy who talks about it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I liked all that stuff, but my like nagging thing, like I, I did keep wanting to get back to Michael's stuff. It, it, works, it works well as a contrast because like... Uh, all of the Michael stuff is pretty pretty bleak because it's this character's like pretty rapid decline uh, morally and uh, I, as a person in general. But uh, and the Vito stuff is a little bit more lighthearted. Weird to say, but it yeah, is. it is. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. You're like, oh, look at these old. They're stealing the rug. People. Yeah, Mom, they're stealing the rug. And yeah. hits and fun crimes. None of that is in the Michael. When you story. knock on your neighbor's yeah. window and say, "Hide these for me," and throw yeah. a blanket yeah, full of guns he, into his. When he Mafia. kills Don Chichi, you're like, "Yeah, you go." Like, you yeah. finally killed that guy. Mafia no, if you cliches think of... are not in the the Michael part because he's no. moved past them. There is no wonder and excitement. He's, Only yeah. this he has stock in IT and T and IBM. Yeah. What were you saying, Seb? Oh, I was gonna say if you think about it maybe Vito killing Don Chichi um like kick-started all the vendettas that killed all the guys in Corleone yeah but, absolutely yeah and it's funny that at the very beginning of the movie with Don Chichi he's like I have to kill your son because he's gonna come back and kill me he yep. knows he's yeah. started another cycle of he revenge does. he's like yeah. I gotta kill everyone you've ever known now because they're gonna yeah. come back when they grow up they're gonna come I back had, here I had forgotten me. about how all that stuff resolves I really I like like oh he's back in Italy that's cool and then I'm like uh, I, like I had a moment where I remembered that he goes to see the dawn yeah. and it's mm. so cool and he's like come in closer and he's like Okay. <laughs> what was your dad's name again? Yeah. Antonio Andalini or whatever it was. And also, it's it's a good brutal uh, to just stab him like and then an rip his through the soul. chest. Oh. Yeah. But like, uh, it's another example that both of them kill someone that's going to die like next week anyway, yep. just for revenge. They Absolutely. kill Hyman Roth and they kill Don Chichi. Yeah, even let him die so old. It's a good yeah, Let him true. die in pain. <clears throat> Gotta kill. But also at the same time he's like totally worthless and useless at that point. Like yeah. he's not yeah, he's can't even definitely see. like got dementia. He can't <laughs> see, he's falling asleep at two PM. He's uh Yeah, he's, I love that. He's like just out on his on what his did you, villa. What did you accomplish here? On his piazza. So one thing I wanted to mention while we're we're still on the veto stuff a little bit. Um I like that this all this flashback stuff, like maybe like half the movie. Uh, is technically a prequel, but it doesn't have it barely has any like weird, stupid prequel stuff. Like they they do the I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh, I wrote down what he says. He's, he eventually says it like verbatim, but he also says, "Oh, I wrote it right here. I guarantee he'll accept the offer, the what I give him." <laughs> he says it like a misremember. He hasn't quite figured you. out what's gonna be the marketable thing. Yeah, yet. but then later he does say it, so it's but it's like, funny. Most movies, especially now, that go for a prequel angle will want to set up everything. Like, it's like... How, yeah, they this, have to do a one-to-one. Yeah. yeah. This is why Vito loves oranges so much. Yep. It's like, we're going to have to... We need to get into this. Yes. Um, that is... See, not falling into those traps is how you make a movie that is, like, fun to watch as opposed to just a reference parade. Yeah. I can't believe they don't explain why he talks like that. <laughs> like they almost like, do it. He has a stroke or something. Well, like, like, because he's it always seems smoking? like because Brando is like cited as saying like, "Oh, I imagined he had been shot at some point, and that's mm, why he yeah. talks like that." But okay. then, because 
Yeah, I mean, he, he has, has like, like a, a scratch on his throat. Yeah, and like well. I think he's scratching at his throat a lot I, too. He, but he goes, he goes like this. Yeah, like, he's always touching like, his face. But I think he actually had stuff in his cheeks. Everything that Brando did was an accident, and yeah. so it worked out. But and he literally has an orange in his mouth. And later, then like the mom dies. even says, "Yeah, no." <laughs> the mom says like, "Oh, he he doesn't speak or something." But then when he's alone in the Ellis Island thing he sings to himself i think unless that's non-diagetic yeah, well, yeah. yeah. he's oh, not okay. dumb he's just quiet yeah and uh well, she maybe is she also means literal dumb but no like, i think you... i think she is uh, saying it to him to try and like prevent yeah to try and yeah to sympathize yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of funny that this doesn't uh come back with fredo like fredo literally just is not smart when he was a kid he's not he can see he's already having pneumonia when he's like one year old it's like obviously that's dumb why did you do that his, they put the cup on his chest exactly. yeah like, like a match yeah, and yeah, put it in that so probably weird. didn't help him out yeah, it didn't help that much but yeah no i i quite liked watching the godfather part two uh even though i don't know if i like it as much uh it's very interesting to see uh this character's like full decline and just getting like every single person in his life that uh good or bad he has a reason to want them dead yep <laughs> it's, it's like brutal. Uh, just slowly eliminating people from your life until you're sitting alone in a dark room with your or kids that are scared of you and there's nothing around you and nobody to care yeah and your shitty Great. empty house yeah in like tahoe that line that he says of uh Tom Hagen's like, you don't have to kill everybody. and uh, Oh, just my enemies. Just my, I don't have to kill everybody. Just my enemies. Wipe everybody out of here. That shit's yeah. on the poster, and it's like, damn, this comes at the end of the movie. After it rocks. Almost everything I think is already there are a lot of really good lines in this movie, but they just didn't catch on like the lines in the first movie. Because yeah. I think the first movie's more of a fun watch, so people probably rewatch that closer one. closer thing is literally from this movie. Uh, I thought yeah. that it was like a fucking expression. Me too, yeah. yeah. It's not. It's no, just no. a quote from the Godfather Well, too. I guess it's, it's an expression now, but yes, like, yeah. now it is. because nobody um, knew it was from this. Another thing that I like that they have in this movie that is such a staple in later mafia fiction, I love that they get him in front of like a grand jury. Or yes. A, the, yeah. the, like so many of these, like the first movie doesn't really have any of this, but so many mob movies have a like, all right, our guy is in court. How he's gonna, he gonna get yeah, out of he's gonna, or he's yeah. gonna say the thing, or this is like the end of the movie, and somebody's gonna rat on him, and he goes away forever. What yeah. a weird, insane technicality they they did with this. I'm not sure. Like, would that really fly in real life? Well, uh, he like, bringing count, a he new contradicts guy. the sworn After statement. Him, yeah, yeah. I, yeah you can statement. you can do that shit. Yeah. You can do it's, that. You're shit, just perjuring yourself. I think. Yeah. I think you would and just he, go to jail. For and that. that's exactly yeah. what, which is what happened to Yeah, that's exactly what Roger Corman playing a senator says to 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 him after Frankie afterwards he's like you know what happens if you like deny his testimony he's like ah the FBI guys they say yeah. they, they How, he was so confess. unconvinced they, they, they want to be a deal he doesn't know, have to be convincing he can yeah. say whatever he, he wants just does, yeah, yeah. I really liked funny. all that stuff. Um, I barely talked about it. Which yeah, let's talk not, about the brother stuff. What'd and you, the, and the Roman about? soldier yeah. scene oh, is yeah. the, maybe the, one of the best awesome. scenes in the whole movie. So, okay, oh, yeah. so they bring his brother from Sicily to sit in, and he doesn't say anything. He just sits and stares. And I think that this could be taken one of two ways. The one way is 
you uh, is a threat, which Michael yeah. wants to do. Which I is, definitely I know yeah. the only people that you have left in your life that you care about and where where to find them and how to get them to do. What yeah, I'm want. so powerful. I can get so, this guy out of his town. Yeah. Well, uh, bring yeah, him. Part here. of it is that. Part of it is that. Yeah. Uh, especially because we learn later that nothing would ever get him to leave yeah. his shitty town. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also, I think it, part of it was because so much uh, leading up to that. When he says, oh, shit, we're fucked, he's going to yeah. testify against us, is, okay, how can we get to him to kill him? He's yeah. Like, oh, so part of it, part of my thinking was, if we can't get to you, we're going to get to the only other, your yep. brother, the one, now, guy you care about. Reading the and that's perfectly valid, about. especially with how much he's threatening uh, him and, and yeah. how much he's threatening everyone else. But I chose to think of it as another way. I think of it as, like, the manipulative side of him coming out as, like, saying, you know, you did all this because you thought I was going to kill you, but... You're you are the last guy in this family family who cares about the idea of family. Yeah, I'm going to show you that I remember what that is, and I remember what you care about, mm-hmm. and why you are doing this in the first place by bringing the only connection you have left here to look in your eyes. And are you going to sell out your family member? Well, in I front have of your him. brother yeah. here looking yeah. in your eyes, the only person who would give a shit whether, about whether you do this yeah. or not. I think it's probably a combination I, of yeah, both of those. I think it's all of it because yeah. Michael's manipulative enough to. To do that, like he, he, he knows, does say, he knows the implicit point. threat, but he also yeah. is playing on this guy's loyalty. Yeah, like he, also, you said later, like in the film, like uh, or maybe earlier in the film, um, that uh, Vito told him to try to think how other people think, mm-hmm. and what, and I guess he was like, okay, if this happened to me, what would I be thinking? Yeah, or what does this guy value? He values yeah. family, and it, and he says it many times. Every time Frankie he is wanted talking to start to them, his own, he's talking mm-hmm. about something he's talking about the old ways the old values the things that matter to him and yeah. so like he's constantly putting that out there on the table and when uh michael visits him and he's got the big tacky christmas tree in the living room yeah uh, and like he's, he's you turned their old house into yeah, like... <laughs> yeah absolutely. I, I also like that the court knows that it's just a kangaroo court like yeah. stunt that he's pulling he's like uh corleone who is that guy you brought in that ruined the whole trial like what yeah. what did you what is the stunt you're pulling here he's like i'm sorry senator this guy doesn't even speak english he can't even tell you why he's here or how i brought him here or anything i just brought him to see yeah. the trial it's great i i love i i thought that the the like getting the law involved or the courts involved in any way was something that was missing from one. So mm-hmm. it was good to see that in there, even just to check off the list of mob movie trope stuff that I like to see in these kinds of movies. I think it's one of, also one of the only satisfying courtroom turnouts I've seen in a movie. I think I haven't watched a lot of court movies, but like, like if he had killed his brother, I think I wouldn't have been satisfied with that. The fact that he brings him over and the brother has no lines in the movie. It's so good. It's so he has satisfying. Such a good face, like a yeah. really good expression. He can express grief so well in his stupid little pom pom tie that yeah. he's wearing. And, and, and you don't know what he's thinking. You like it seems like he thinks that his brother has gotten in some deep shit and doesn't really know that he's got a deal. Yeah. Like, you don't know what Michael told him. Yeah, it seems like he thinks that his brother did something really terrible, which I mean, he's about technically to. Yeah. He has and did. <laughs> oh, yeah, and did. Yeah. But exactly. like the reason he's in court isn't necessarily that. The look, I understood the look as, I can't believe you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really no matter just what like, that a, like means, a guilt trip. But... And it totally works on him because not only is he about to sell him out, but he also is like, uh, it's like, a, oh, am I so sure that this was not part of a plot? And like, the, the brother that he brings. They mentioned that 
the only thing that he would value is family too. Like he doesn't want money. He doesn't want, he wouldn't understand that mm-hmm. Frankie five angels is doing this so that he could have his own family down there. He's or so that he could uh, have money have a, or power yeah. or anything. He or wouldn't nice understand that. Either. Yeah. Like they do have good books in there. Yeah. I love those two FBI guys. He has to hang out with. They seem to like hanging out with Frankie five angels. <laughs> they want to play pool and hearts. <laughs> They're like, oh, you get a nice place here, Frank. <laughs> so it's uh, it's funny, but no, yeah, I really liked the opportunity to rewatch this. It's uh, one of the foundational mob movies. If you like, uh, if you like this genre, it is important to have seen these movies. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's so crazy how many things that they like invented. Well, not invented, but how many things that are just part of our pop culture that it's like, oh yeah, you can just. They've just been cemented. You can trace them back to Godfather in, too. In you can just culture, watch this movie. Man. Yeah. Um. So, Cam, you have? Do you want to read off some notes before we close out? The show? No, I think I I mostly wrote Did my notes. That, uh, what are your two notes that you wrote? I, down? I, I am curious about. I this. hit I hit one of them. I said that there are a lot of oranges in this movie, um, and it it felt to me like they were they, like after the first movie came out they heard everyone talk about the oranges and they're like well yeah. let's put an orange in every scene <laughs> they do say that in the commentary they're like yeah we we uh we only noticed that afterwards like cam said and then we decided to go crazy on it yeah it felt like a little much but it's uh, way too much it's almost it, kind of like an inside joke well, yeah, yeah and i know it probably wasn't intentional in the first godfather but it is like an interesting choice what is on the screen is interesting to see yeah because it is almost completely one for one is if you like see an orange something bad does happen to that guy and it stands out and it adds suspense without having to say anything or do anything it's just yeah like, oh, an orange what's gonna happen um and then my other point was that i i touched on it earlier but the uh, like it is technically a prequel but it does not do almost any of the dumb dog shit that <laughs> prequels do and i think that part of that is because all that stuff was already in the book so it's it's like like Another thing that does this, where they jump around in time all the time, Watchmen, you have the prequels contained within the original work. There is no need to be self-referential because everything, yeah, there's nothing to reference yet. You're doing it all for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, if he was like, Godfather, I like the sound of that. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they practically do the solo thing of like, oh, Han, and you're alone? Okay, your last name is Solo. Vito, like they Ellis Island. Him at, yeah, they <laughs> Ellis Island his ass big time. But yeah, I, I said. Enough people. <laughs> I definitely said most of the things I had written down. I, a little few things. Like, I like Tom Hagen yelling in court. Like, I don't want to send us on a big. Uh, I like tangent. that he's a lawyer and he gets to do something lawyery yeah. like, in court. I really like Tom Hagen in this yeah. movie. I think he's a really fun character. It Fascinating to be. I love his, like, kind of his. He's, he's very capable. He's very talented as a lawyer, but, like, his insecurity and his, like, he. Because he's not a. a real yeah brother he could he would maybe would be a good don but he can never be the don because yeah. he's not he's not, blood. he's not a full-blooded italian they yeah. bring it up plenty so, of times brutal it's so good it's, it's another bit of sadness his hesitation and his inadequacy but yeah i really um i this is exactly what i needed i needed i really wanted to talk about this movie and we uh i love talking about stuff with you guys um and i'm glad we got to go on as long as we did about it and it really helped me get a lot of my thoughts out and i like hearing all the different takes and and opinions on Mm -hmm. because this is a movie you can read a lot 
into and take a lot from that's not said in the movie because it's really vague a lot of the time. And uh, I, I, if it's not obvious, I prefer two. I really like one. Two, I think once I understood the story of what's happening, I just like that descent of Michael, and I like the sets more in two, I, I think. I love the heel turn. Yeah. Oh, and I, I like um, the sets, like the festa or whatever it was. Um, oh, yeah, the, the parade thing. Yeah, yeah, the oh, and he, like, gives the money he, like, just took from De Niro yeah, to, to the, he, like, donates it or whatever. To the statue of, um, was, a, it, was it Jesus or was it Mary? Oh, talk it's about Mary. Uh, you, you pin, blatant you, symbolism. You, the you, statue you of God with a bunch of dollar bills on, on the <laughs> bunch of money Mary. being paraded a, down um, the street. A later season of Sopranos where they do the same festival, and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, great scene. I love De Niro running around on the rooftops too. Oh, that That's was really good. The gunshot is so I he was awesome. Snipe the guy. <laughs> yeah, or like Batman or something. <laughs> but um, if I haven't, I haven't mentioned it on mic, but I'm going to take a, a break from doing the pod a lot. Sabbatical. A sabbatical. I like. I love doing this with you guys, but it's just become a little bit too too uh, time consuming. You got a lot of right. stuff going on. Too much. I mean, you every didn't have to watch six hours of movies. Every week we're doing six <laughs> hours of movies. <laughs> I know. I, I'm saying I don't have time to do this. Anyway, we're going to watch six hours Next of Italian. Next week we're going to do something so. really breezy and uh, that Cam has never complained about, which is a guest episode on a board game. Whoa. Uh, this board game uh, comes to us as I've uh, read before. I read the email when we first got it. Uh, it comes from friend of the show Destiny, and we will be playing Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lions, something wow. that we're all going to have to get together to play. And I'm not well, leaving just to get out of this. I that's promise. right, because he is going to be on this episode. I am? You oh. said that. You said you were going to take this back oh. after the board I said one. one more loop, huh? Hmm. Yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, I would like to know that I'm cutting this part out, that um, because of uh, the schedule catastrophe, we are now one week ahead because we skipped a week. Mm. So we because I didn't make the thumbnail. <laughs> we came and out Nick on top. Refused to post without the thumbnail. I I did thought. notice that. What is going on? So okay, so we're so, one week ahead. Yes, we are one week ahead because so we were ahead. one week behind. Yes, okay. we we took a week off. We had a bye week, uh-huh. but we recorded anyway. So now, funny, we are recording works. Godfather right now, but on Monday, Oxenfree will come out. Wow. Mm, if you wanted to hear us talk about Oxenfree. Then you should have listened last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so, yeah. Oxfree. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see you next week with Gloomhaven. And I hope you have enjoyed the show. I don't remember what I was going to say. I was probably going to say some kind of quote from The Godfather. Make you a podcast you can't repeat. <laughs> Ciao. Chi a port. We oh. hope we've made a podcast and you haven't refused it yet. <laughs> That's true. We don't have to record... Every podcast. Just our enemies. <laughs> <laughs>